Attention liberals, are you looking for a way to become more aware? The woke mind virus is here to help. Our cutting-edge 5G coronavirus vaccine technology helps you become more socially conscious and aware of the world around you. By using the woke mind virus, you can increase your knowledge and understanding of current events, politics, and social issues. Get woke and join the movement today. Woke Mind Virus is available at CVS, Rite Aid, Walgreens, and wherever the 5G coronavirus vaccine is sold. Not available in Texas. 48 minutes of dogs barking. 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 Growl. Growl. 48 minutes of dogs barking. 48 minutes of dogs barking. Well, I, I got some, I got something in the box. Oh, Brian, what do you got? Uh, it's for you, Jason. Oh, oh my goodness! What is it? Gift from D. Oh my goodness! Oh, uh, what okay. could be? It's Hold oh on. no! What is this? Oh my god! Okay, you, now I have become envy. <laughs> okay. Now, uh, Jay, you may not uh, have heard this particular episode. We were talking about uh, grapefruit sodas in a previous episode, and here it is—the very one I was thinking of. Ooh, Ting! Which one? I'll be goddamned. That's Ting. Is the is the name <laughs> so of the soda? Jamaican, so grapefruit Jamaican grapefruit. Jamaican so, grapefruit. So, uh, Jamaican yeah, stuff so, always has uh, the best names. It. Yeah. I mean, oh their slogan—it's a Jamaican Ting, which is like, oh god, that's good. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's so on brand. Oh no, man. no, it's perfect. No, yeah, cut print. <laughs> Made with Caribbean so, grapefruit so, juice. I'll be goddamn. So, so D listened to that episode where we yeah. talked about that, and she was like, "I have a friend who lives in New York, and <laughs> had a, her friend go down to the bodega, wow. buy a six pack, and ship it here." So Holy that's your shit. Uh, that's your Merry early Christmas. Christmas. Wow, no, that's the great you. thing about having an audience is like you have connections. You could do stuff. Yeah. yeah. All of a sudden, I'm all of a sudden I'm getting a package of my favorite grapefruit soda delivered to this studio. <laughs> <laughs> that's insane. Uh, welcome to the show. First of all, everybody, 48 Minutes of Dogs Barking is the name of the program. My name is Jason. The very gracious co-host here is my, my good man, Brian. Hello. The big man, Mandingo. Uh, the, the mini Mandingo. The mini Mandingo. Let's, uh, right. let's not oversell the situation yeah. here. <laughs> <laughs> don't want to give away too much. And uh, our special guest today, Jay Brandstetter. Am I getting... Did I pronounce that right? My, nope. My, fantastic. Yes. Jay perfect. Brandstetter. Okay. Uh, Jay, uh, tell us all what it is that uh, you do here. Well, I'm uh, I'm sort of an internet content creator. My biggest, uh, most successful project so far is I have a Twitter account called Crazy Ass Moments and Something Awful History that, much to my delight, completely blew up. It's the first time it really happened to me, and um, it has like currently over twenty two thousand followers on Twitter, and it's been so much fun because I spent most of my life reading this internet forum, and I have all these wonderful stories, and I was I realized that people are they're very interesting stories that people like, and I started sharing them, and people really like them, and it turns out I have a gift for it, and here I am now. It's great. I'm, yes, I'm kind of blowing up right now. I understand yep. that you also have a, a show of your own. Uh, it's called what is it? I'm from the Internet. Is that what it's called? Yep, I'm from the Internet. It's a podcast I just launched. My co-host is Winslow Dumain, who is a very funny stand-up comedian. Um, hmm. And the premise is each episode, I 
compile a story from the forums, the Something Awful forums, and I go over it with him, and he doesn't know about it beforehand. It's kind of like a like a The Dollop, or like a Behind the right, Bastards. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and well, it's very fun. Winslow is incredibly sharp and funny, and I, I, yeah. I try and be fun with it, too. We we reference Behind the Bastards a couple times, <laughs> because, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's definitely uh, something that, that inspired us, for yeah. sure. Yeah, definitely. That's awesome. I, uh, I'm going to have to listen to it after we record. And I don't know how much I could say, but I have been exchanging DMs with at least one person involved with it. So behind the bastard. Okay. So just oh, saying. Cool. Well, awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, we're going to jump right into the segment uh, this week, which I don't, it doesn't really have a name. I just wrote down this week originally. Yeah. We got to give it a name. We got to have some sort I don't of. Know. Like, uh, what's crapping in? I think somebody does that already. <laughs> somebody does that already. Bad just, bad thing on the internet. Bad thing on the internet. Well, yeah. whatever. What the are we mad about today? Yeah. yeah. Whatever the, the eventual title is, we're going to jump right into that because uh, one of my favorite podcasters is Stavros from Comtown. Oh, yeah, Stavi baby. Ever, I, a, Stavi. As, a, yeah. as a gentleman of carriage, I, he is my... He's, you know. Same. Yes, same. thank you. Yes, he yeah. definitely speaks for a lot of us. But uh, he was on with uh, popular leftist streamer Hassan Piker the other day. Oh, I didn't know this. Yeah. I know he was on Joe Rogan. No, God... <laughs> Was that real? <laughs> I don't think so. Oh, I think that God was. Damn a, it. I think that was a put on. But he was on with uh, uh, Hassan, <laughs> and Has- I'm showing Brian this. Uh, uh, Hassan was out of the room for all of two seconds. You know, Stav, of course, brings up gay porn, <laughs> <laughs> and it's. Um, the screen grab here is from a Twitter user at uh, AntiPiker, which is great. It's an anti-Hassan account, I guess. But uh, yeah, in, in it, uh, Stav is, is going up into the search bar and looking at gayporn.com. It's <laughs> uh, very on-brand for, for Stav. Yeah. I, uh, I got to meet him after a set uh, of his in New Orleans a couple years ago. He's damn. an incredibly sweet guy. Yeah, he really does. He does seem like that. Some, some other guys from the Comtown uh facebook group that the one that was live at the time brought a microscope so they can measure his dick <laughs> and he did not enjoy that joke <laughs> it oh, was like no. it was it was quiet time it was quiet time oh. uh he just got the air cast taken off his foot from oh. from the legion of skinks basketball game where he landed <laughs> flat on his foot and somehow yeah. injured it deeply <laughs> He's just—he's beset by just all sorts just of just an amazing yeah. human being. God bless oh, him. So, love so him. if His I was going to do that on this show, would that mean I'd be showing you guys like non-furry porn? Like, would that be my I version guess, of that? Yeah. I guess, like, <clears throat> like just regular. I mean, human considering porn. considering what we show people on the shock JPEG segment. It's kind of hard to be. It's kind of hard to like really shock us. Yeah. Every once in a while, every once in a while, a, a shock image will come up and we'll go. Okay, I haven't seen that one. Or yeah, you know. it's just like, oh wow, cool, thanks, Jason. Uh, like, why is that guy so hairy and wet? Yeah, no, I, I, I very thankfully avoided that side, the Rotten.com side of the internet when I was doing my uh, internet history days. Well, like we talked about, Rotten was uh, like a library. Yeah, it was like a library of exam- Alexandria. They had some really... It wasn't just the gore and stuff. Because like we talked about, um, there was just so much good writing happening on it, too, which was so bizarre. 
You had the sacred and the profane happening all at once. And it's that's like a, we... a secret history website without being like too conspiracy theoristy. Uh, wasn't like they were talking about necessarily Planet X or they did talk about yeah, Hollow Earth. They, they did, but yeah. it was like a academic. Like this is like the history of all of like the the scams and the and the grifts involving Hollow Earth and all of that um, and people that you know predicted the end times are like oh wait uh, it'll be uh, i read i read the the scroll wrong that god gave me is actually next winter <laughs> uh when prophecy fails type stuff oh, yes, God, exactly. down here in florida we had like a guy who was doing that i'll never because it was, it was 2011 because i was working at a walmart then and and he was telling you the world was gonna end and in he, they like bought like a big billboard and everything across from the walmart i worked at it was so funny because like they would be like in the parking lot handing out flyers being like the end is coming and and then the day came and left and then i I never saw them again so maybe they were right maybe they did get like sucked up there and then just were you know maybe they were maybe you never know yeah for for their sake i really hope <laughs> i hope that's the case because man what an embarrassment i would never show my face in town again oh yeah people were like selling their property and stuff because they were oh, like the God. world's gonna end i don't need this oh oh no oh florida that's, baby that's that's bad florida florida's amazing <laughs> Last time I was in Florida, I was in Daytona Beach, hey. and uh, we walked to this little burger place on the on the coast. And I walked past a boogie board in a window of a business that seemed to be closed. And the boogie board, the background was the Confederate flag, which again, <laughs> not too Daytona Beach, not too wild of a thing to see. My ex is from Daytona, it, so I know all about Daytona. Yes, so you know. <laughs> yes, and imposed on it was. The, a face of a Rottweiler, and then in the bottom, in a kind of a fancy script, it said "Rebel." And to this day, I got a photo of it. Wow. But to this day, I I kind of wish I had bought it in like a kind of a weird like uh, Eastbound Down kind of yeah. irony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's man. like if you, if you think like a surfboard is too gay, that's what you get. <laughs> I need I need to be on my surfboard on my tum tum. <laughs> Yeah, I'm a rebel who doesn't want to get carpet burn on his tum tum. <laughs> you don't want to be. You don't have the upper body strength to like pop up onto a surfboard, so you have to do. Yeah, you have to do the the other one. Yeah, uh, but you want to still be macho and and show that you're a you're a real southern man, and the, the South will rise again. The South um, will rise again <laughs> with my pit bull. Right. <laughs> Me and my pit are going to, I don't know. So we had Stavi, our, our good friend there, taking over Hassan Piker's stream showing gay porn. Uh, speaking of porn, uh, Jordan Peterson made a big uh, deal about uh, being on, on Twitter here. Robert Reich, a well-known a leftist economist, had posted, the full quote is, Elon Musk and his enablers have turned this website into a torrent of ad hominem attacks Lies floated as jokes and blatant in misinformation. This isn't freedom of speech. It's just dangerous. To which Jordan B. Peterson, the, the Canadian Kermit the Frog, uh, decided to respond via quote tweet with, And it's just getting impossible to find child porn. <laughs> with a smiley, with a face. smiley face. You know what? <laughs> It, it's a smiley face that really makes it like uh, it sells it yeah because yeah, really, yeah. that statement by itself is like well okay i guess like <laughs> you know you could have read a report or something right. like i don't know if he's like because the smile makes it like i've been looking and, That's I, and, what I, and my <laughs> results results are very good zero results yeah at I least mean, it wasn't not, a winky not, smiley face 
That that's oh, true. No. <laughs> or the or, or 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 he had like the smiley face is blowing uh, air out of its nose. <laughs> oh, the frustrated one, or yeah. the or even like the sideways like X, like XD like you used to do on AIM. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it, it's uh, it's like the old Norm McDonald bit. He just pulls out like a wad of bills and is like. Eh. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, uh, but yeah, just like, and it's getting impossible to find child porn. <laughs> okay, man. Were you looking? <laughs> you have to understand, it's not pedophilia. It's it's ephibophilia. Oh, that's right. He would be one of those guys who would correct you. <laughs> they mean different things. Her, she really has the soul of a two-heart-year-old yeah. demon. <laughs> if, if you are willing to read the Wikipedia, you stupid baka. <laughs> You would understand. Uh, Jordan Peterson uh, provokes the third impact, wouldn't it be? <laughs> <laughs> Jordan Peterson definitely knows the age of consent in every state in America. Every state. Yeah, we, we talked about just last week, there was a there was an old website called boneage.net, and uh, I'm sure Jordan Peterson still has that in his bookmarks from when it was still active. <laughs> Yeah. Hey. 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 Well, speaking of people uh, showing us who they really are on Twitter, the Krasensteins are back, you guys. Oh. Cool. Jay, do you know who the Krasensteins are? Oh, who, how could I not? They made that wonderful children's book we all know and they love. They did. The people who trumped Ronald Plump or whatever the fuck yeah. it was called. <laughs> I forgot about these people. <laughs> these guys. I mean, that's more embarrassing than gay porn, got to be honest. Uh, but so their announcement that they were back on Twitter was uh, <laughs> at, at Ed Krasen. That's the, actu- the actual uh, Ed Krasenstein account. And it said, Breaking. At Elon Musk, let at Krasenstein and I back on Twitter. Boom. Retweet, which is their style, which is very much like that's how I know it's actually them because they put boom retweet on it. Uh, But they also included, for some unknown reason, an image from the ambiguously gay duo. Amazing. (laughs) Of the one uh, superhero riding on the other one's back in a way that looks like they're bareback fucking. Uh, And then it says on the image, they're back. (laughs) <laughs> Two exclamation points, very important. The Krasenstein brothers They're set off to, uh, they, Honestly, uh, the Krasenstein brothers set off to fight the ghost of Donald Trump on Twitter. That's the image that he chose mm. to promote the fact that he and his brother are back on Twitter. Like, do you now, think they've ever just passed around a girl? They do have that I, energy. They definitely they have, do have like, that energy of like, suck off my brother. All right, now spit in my mouth. Right, because I... I responded via quote to you with kind of a weird way to announce you're doing gay stuff with your brother, but okay. Fair. <laughs> like, that's Very extra fair. prerogative, you know, whatever you want to do. And that their responders, too, were just like, uh, oh, yeah, our, our good friend and, and previous guests, Ed Zitron, did jump in immediately with boom uh, as a response, kind of sarcastically, because he's been uh, dogging on them for years. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just boom, like yeah, okay. Like, right. le- like legitimately, I would rather have that be what people think than have them think I'm making an unironic, ambiguously gay duo reference in the year 2022. Like, yeah. what's next? is he going to be like? Post like, check out this funny animated GIF of Mango I found. Look at Chris Kattan. We love this guy. <laughs> hey, uh, have you guys ever been the the Joe Cartoon dot com? You can yeah. put uh, some Bin Laden in a blender. <laughs> you go to go to Jib Jab and and put the Krasenstein brothers in your video. The Krasenstein's are uh, the reverse jib jab. They're live action. Yeah. They're Cuban versions of it. <laughs> 
Uh, and the last most embarrassing thing to happen on Twitter this week just happened today. It actually happened on True Social, but it's been retweeted a bunch of times. So I'm going to go ahead and just drop this here. At Real Donald Trump. <laughs> Major announcement. My official Donald Trump digital trading card collection is here. These limited edition cards feature amazing all caps art of my life and career. Collect all your favorite Trump digital trading cards. Very much like a baseball card, but hopefully much more exciting. Hopefully. <laughs> I love, he throws himself under the bus immediately. Uh, and get your cards now. Would make a gris- great Christmas gift. Don't wait. They will be gone, I believe, very quickly. Now, the images that he chose are some of the most god-awful images of have you seen this jay yes oh geez they are very i really is because like this this sort of art style used to be just like a fun internet thing like this type of maximalism and now it's just like associated with right wing trash and i hate it because i used to have like so many fun t-shirts of like abraham lincoln riding a bear with a machine gun or whatever and you're like this is just good clean fun and now when i see it's just this is just trump shit i hate it yeah it it does kind of it did become that after a while because then you had trump like on a a tank with a dinosaur Ride or some the Trump shit. train. Yeah. And, you know, d- fuck your feelings and all yeah, that. Yeah, just the, the epic the, baconing of Trump. Like, really <laughs> just corrupted that whole type of, of humor. Uh, uh, one up do, uh, to you, good sir. Yeah, <laughs> Five golden real. man babies right back to you. <laughs> Five golden... I thought I was go vote Apple Day, but no, this thread deserves five golden man babies. <laughs> now, now, one of you guys has to break down the five golden man babies Apple Day because a lot of our listeners will not understand a word that, that you just said. So in <laughs> FIAD, you could vote not by the quality of a thread, not by like a one through five, but you had like a drop down, I think of like 12 different values and were weighted differently, and they were all... Th- Things like Apple Day or <laughs> Five Golden Man Babies, and I can't remember what else. It's because I uh, have been perma banned for like twelve years now. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> you're not uh, you're not perma banned user Elon Stomper fifty eight. <laughs> <laughs> I got re- <laughs> I got really into the concept of metaverses. <laughs> I, I, I began reciting phrases like "We must destroy the woke mind virus." <laughs> Until I started unironically believing them. Yeah, yeah. Elon Musk tweeting, "Why you throw chip?" <laughs> every every morning I open Palm Slam a tape into the VHS. <laughs> it's Elon Musk reciting. Every single day it's 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 the opening scene of American History X. Uh, yeah, every day it's American History X and I'm doing the moves along with, <laughs> with Edward Norton's character. Edward Norton's character. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so okay, so that was a reference to the old FIAD voting system. Okay, because they've they've moved back to one through five now. They're, yeah, they're back to. They're well, back to I, I think I've I told you that like when you would quote someone, yeah, instead of being like you know uh, you know Big She ITT Monday Man said this, <laughs> it would be like you know Lukavi said this about the Jewish conspiracy. There used oh, to be a lot of okay. custom filters yeah. and stuff, and wow. it was really indecipherable for people. I think the first time reading it. Because I know in in a debate and discussion, one of the subforums there, in C-SPAM specifically, if you quote tweet someone, it would say like sources close to the username said. Oh, that's yeah. actually that's actually kind of good. I yeah. like that. I kind of like that one. I, I hang around C-SPAM just mostly for 
political cartoons thread that's one of the longest running and one of my favorite things about the something awful forums was the political cartoons threads because they they developed almost their own shorthand language for like guys like ben garrison before he was a household name you know were they the ones like editing everything so it said come (laughs) no um you know that might have been that might have been somebody there but no i the, the first time i saw the ben garrison come edits was was reddit so i don't know I don't know if that actually originated elsewhere, but they were the ones who were, every time you would see a Democrat drawn as a donkey, they called them skull donkeys. So they would take off, you know, because how they're usually drawn is the donkey has a real big nose and then the teeth. So they would just take off everything but the nose and the teeth and it would look like a skull. So they would call them the skull donkeys. Um, they They have an entire yearly celebration called the Kellys, uh, named after the uh, cartoonist yeah. from The Onion, uh, Gene Kelly, not Gene Kelly, Stan Kelly. Gene Kelly was the old-timey movie actor. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stan Kelly was the cartoonist for The Onion, and so they have an entire thing at the end of the year called the Kellys Awards. So every time you go through the political cartoons thread, they'll say, nominations, Kellys, best edit. And so someone will search the thread find all the nominations, put them together at the end of the year, and then everyone will vote on them. But uh, it was a long way around of saying <laughs> that, that, yeah, the forums are still alive and one way They are another. indeed, yeah. Um, I think we talked a little about, bit about this this morning. I kind of want to yeah. air it out here. But the uh, people are just now realizing again that Panera sells a heart attack. Oh, Jay, have you heard this? Panera Bread, uh, familiar with that? Oh, yeah, brand? of course. My sister yeah, used to work you, at one. Okay. Uh, I used to work in their corporate office, and it was one of the worst jobs I ever had, and it like fucked up my brain for a couple of years. I worked at one of the bakery cafes here in St. Louis when it was called St. Louis Bread Company before it was called Panera. No. Before it was called Panera, so I, I have had we've all had a firsthand experience. God, what, with a, this. what a miserable company Oof. that is running. I mean, you know what? I'll, I'll say it. It's just expensive hospital food now. Oh, I think that's the easiest way to sum oh. it up. But. Uh, well, I was people outside of St. Louis are like, "Why are you guys like Breadco?" And it's like, "Well, it's shit now, but like twenty some odd years ago, it was like the best thing you could get, like from a fast counter in St. Louis." Yeah, by by a wide margin. But over years and years, they've consolidated their supply chain and and degraded the value of the quality of ingredients they use while increasing the prices. And really, it is like it just feels like I'm a like a kid in like mid central Florida that's like in the Krishna core that's going to the hospital because it's the only place you can get vegan food. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> They've been surpassed too by a lot of other fast casual places. But yes. anyway, that's uh, McAllister's is yeah. absolutely being Absolute the shit beast. out of <laughs> beast mode at McAllister's. So the time that I was working for them, they debuted this new thing that was like the charged lemonade, and mm. one of my coworkers was like, "Yeah, I had one of those, and it really fucked me up." And uh, and then I looked at the nutritional value, and like a regular serving, like sixteen ounces, has like. 80 grams of sugar, which is already insane, but also has like 270 milligrams of caffeine, Mm. which is also insane. Pre-workout doesn't have caffeine like that. Like none of the shit like I take. Cup of coffee has what, like 65? 65 to 80, depending on the one. Yeah, like 200. Um, That's like more, that's like about as much as like a a pill. Yeah. Yeah. A can of Monster. A can of Monster is like 200. No shit. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, like, I mean, wine moms and cul-de-sac kids getting absolutely wired on, like, the the uh, the Hallmark 
channel version of like a bang energy drink hey at least bang tastes good though it, yeah and also bang doesn't have a, a terrible crash even though if it probably probably not great for your heart but anyways know. yeah but and people we get are that like, incredibly like, entertaining ceo out of it that is almost a fair trade the the bang uh oh, energy yeah. CEO oh yeah i forgot about that guy yeah. but people are discovering like you know putting tiktok videos the one i sent jason this morning yeah. was was a woman being like yeah like i work at a panera not like i work there but like i like i work for my laptop there and I get like oh, and she's refills. manic. This 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 intense. TikTok, just she's very intense because she she's write, on. She must write great copy because she's she on. She's on nine hundred milligrams of caffeine at this point. Because she's like, yeah, like uh, I'm like fucking just like slamming these things while I'm like working, like getting like three or four refills, and then she's like, you know, outside of this, I go to Panera with my husband, who's a type one diabetic, and. Uh, you know, before before he he orders anything, he like the researches and he's like, yeah, this has like eight milligrams of sugar per serving, two hundred and seventy milligrams of caffeine per serving, and like you're not really technically supposed to go over four. Um, I've read a lot of places from a lot of sources you're really not supposed to go above two hundred. So like people are just like maxing their shit out, and I'm just like I can't imagine like like I used to work at Tivana, and sometimes I would get fucking wired on tea because it's just like I was a barista and yeah. like, oh man free that, must, like, that must that huh. must be great what what a, what a wonderful place to work Tivana <laughs> Tivana is a very bad place <laughs> of course um, I know it's a, a mall store reasons. everything's terrible but yeah, they smell sure. nice at least they do smell nice for I sure. mean I got to learn a lot about tea and I really enjoyed learning about the product and learning how to sell it and i like even got to the point where i was like learning chinese names for certain teas and like so st louis has got a bit of an international community so i would sometimes get people that were like native chinese speakers and like i would be like oh yeah it's called isn't it called this like yeah you know, back home and they're like and they yeah. give you the look yeah, yeah. They're like, how'd you know that and i was like i uh i got a lot of free time and, <laughs> well, hey you know there's there's a huge market out there for white guys that will like do stuff in china for the for, you know that's fair yeah it is true yeah, yeah I, like yeah. i don't know if they want guys that look like me look like andy dick's <laughs> bastard son like oh, don't but, be so hard uh, on yourself <laughs> like louis ck and charles Louis's, johnson Louis's, had it's a like, it's like charles so this is fucked up and Jay, you don't, I don't think you know this about me, but I used to be a uh, aspiring photojournalist and I did a lot of coverage during Ferguson here in St. Louis. Oh, wow. And there was someone on Twitter that posted about how they saw Chuck C. Johnson oh, no. down, down on West Florissant oh, and outside no. the police department. Oh, and I realized they were talking, they were talking about, about me. About oh. me. <laughs> I'm like, I am, I am not Chuck C. Johnson. I have never uh, shit the floor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, so at the end of that at the end of that TikTok video I, I do want to point out the whole the thing that really sold it to me was she's talking about how jacked she is on this stuff and you can tell her, her shit is fucked right animated and, and uh, at the end she just goes I'm fucking dying and then she goes and turns her head and goes for another sip of the thing <laughs> yeah and I really like them I've decided I'm gonna water them down but Panera Who's going to create a product with 263 milligrams of caffeine? Look what you're doing. I'm dying. Yeah, the... Uh, I'm fucking dying. I'm going to have another the, drink, the, though. The yeah. tweet. <laughs> the tweet that I, I showed you. You do? You do suffer for your art. Yeah. The, the tweet I showed you, Jason, I, I read some oh, of the yeah. comments, and there was someone that was like, yeah, I used to actually work at a cafe, and I had to, like, warn these moms. They're, like, letting their fucking seven-year-olds fill up, like, oh. a 64-ounce cup. And I'm like, you, you don't. No. You don't want to yeah. do that. 
Well, I think your phrase was, you know, your your heart's going to blow out of your chest like the piston of a of a car that's just overpressure. Uh, specifically a 94 Ford Taurus with 300,000 miles on it. There it is. Yeah, the very specific shit car. One of the worst cars <laughs> ever made. Just, just absolutely like no survivors. Yeah. Yes. So, so, there, so that's that's something I wanted to make sure we touched on because I forgot the insanity of that drink. I can't believe that like three or four years later they're still they're still pimping out this thing that's just corrupting our youth and yeah. causing old people to fucking twitch and, and talk about a real moral panic. Not you know not not any of this uh, other yeah. shit. Yeah. Imagine if you imagine if you put that uh, in your your hamster's water. <laughs> You could power a small city on that hamster if you Just hooked up. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Uh, cold f- Dan Quinn. We found we found your, we found your it. new catalyst for cold fission. That's it. Oh, you know, th- there was actually one more thing that I, I I've been it's been stewing in my brain for the past couple of days. This is something that has been happening on TikTok, and I am a I have a really, I have a TikTok problem. I think I need to have like an intervention. Yeah, but. Two things have been really odd that I've noticed. One of which is that I'll be scrolling the For You page, which is endless. Every second or third video is half of the screen is a Family Guy episode subtitled in Japanese. Well, it's actually both. It's English and Japanese subtitles together. And then the other half of the video will be um, either somebody playing a really shitty mobile game you know, like um, one of those endless runner ones. Yeah. Or it'll be footage of a guy filling a pipe with cigarettes and then cutting the cigarettes with an angle grinder and then making a two-part epoxy and then putting the epoxy over the cigarettes to seal the pipe up. It's the most baffling thing, and I cannot even begin to explain why it happened or what it even means. It actually has a name now. Somebody actually created a, like a, a name to explain it. Courtesy of <sighs> Know Your Meme. I fucking hate those guys. I, but but they're the only ones writing about it right now. The, the, the title of the article is What is the Family Guy Pipeline Incident? <laughs> and so the auto search on the family TikTok guy is pipeline great. incident is so ominous that sounds like yeah like a creepy like pasta ah, or something. ah lois i busted the keystone pipeline ah. yeah yeah or jeez <laughs> or like a um, this is like this is like the time i, I told hugh hefner about anal <laughs> <laughs> you can do it where um because <laughs> they just cut away yeah and they sometimes they don't like it yeah <laughs> most of the time but yeah so so you would search family guy something and then it would autofill family guy pipeline incident and so people started like what the hell does that mean what is that good and so more searching led to the algorithm giving you these videos well then some enterprising folks took those existing ones and would drop in jump scares into them and so then you'd be you'd be doing your usual doom scrolling of random family guy clips and then there would be like jeff the killer or momo or one of those old jump scare Mm. videos Mm mm-hmm thrown into this this random clips of family guy so strange and then the other one was another tiktok thing it's a a young woman she's kind of checking herself out and she's taking a a mirror video and and the text on the on the screen says imagine how good your life would be if you had a 26 year old nursing assistant by your side now replace s with n and so of course my response was nerning and (laughs) this is exactly what i thought Nerning an innant. No idea what it means. Still haven't figured it out. I think it's just engagement bait. 
Yeah. I think it's one of those things where someone's going to respond to it and be like, what does this mean? Oh, like the people preparing food just like on their counter? Oh, yeah, yeah. You Engagement bait. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, like how making fun of life hacks has become bigger than life hacks themselves. So now all the videos oh, are God. just people doing dumb shit on purpose. Yeah. What, what oh, a wonderful what a, what a time to be alive. I like the first couple of times I saw like the making fun of life hacks. I'm like, oh, okay, that's clever enough. Yeah, I mean, if somebody's Whatever. really good at it, like Drew Gooden or somebody who like knows what they're saying or like they can really make a, make a meal out of it. But if you're just going like, that's stupid. Okay, that doesn't add anything. There's no there's no reason for that to exist. Yeah, like learning an inint. I just can't. I can't get over learning an inint. So, uh, is it crypto time, Jason? It is crypto time, Brian. It is time for the crypto scam of the week. You're listening to 48 minutes of dogs barking the podcast. And now it's time for the crypto scam of the week. Jay, are you familiar with Binance? Do you know what Binance says? I'm aware of it. It's the, okay to say no, because we will, we, will, we will happily fill you in. I'm aware of it, but mostly when I hear the name, it just makes me think that meme of, like, putting the B emoji and stuff. <laughs> Wasn't that because uh, people who were in the crypts didn't want to put Cs in anything, and so they'd replace all the, all the Cs? <laughs> that's, the what, that's, what <laughs> I, that's what it is. That's what that came from? Yeah, yeah. Um, Bola is where I first saw it, is when someone's trying to say, I would like a Coca-Cola, but... It's all C's in that word, and so they're representing blood, so they want to <laughs> replace it with B's. I, I thought that was just like Zoomers being weird, but that's like... <laughs> but, I, I think as of everything that Zoomers do, it originated in black culture, and specifically yeah, Crips' blood. Yeah. Got, it's like, what, you just told me something where I got like rethink like the last couple <laughs> years of my life. Like, wow. what, what other times have I seen just random B's, and this was like, I guess this person's like somewhere in their life that's yeah, going on i think it escaped containment i think like a lot of things that like it's no longer strictly i'm a blood and i want to rep my set i think at this point it's just it's funny to use the red b sure but <laughs> yeah i didn't even know the source of that i just thought i was like the word like beater yeah well because well that see beater and all those like deep fried memes that is is also i think escaping containment now this may be factually inaccurate it's maybe just something I heard, but it feels true enough. I don't know because the I, B on the emoji thing is red, so yeah, it feels right. It feels, it feels believable. So this, feels, this is like the opposite of that nine eleven twin towers thing in Microsoft Word. It's actually oh, real. are you talking about the the uh, in Wingdings? Yeah, the thing the thing where it was oh. like, <laughs> what is this? This is ancient, but like, yeah, in like the early two mm-hmm. thousands, there was a thing where, like, if you put wingdings in Microsoft Word and typed in like yeah. something about nine eleven, it would look like the nine eleven attacks. It was, it was really dumb. Okay. There was also one that, like, if you did certain words, it was like implying that Jews did nine eleven. <laughs> and wingdings, I forget what the words, the letters were, but it was like really, uh, it was, it was, it was that was burning internet Hidden satire in, yeah. in, oh, in, in 2002. Yeah. Oh, you know, that and like wearing our Alex Chu immortality rings, just completely oblivious to what was ahead of us. <laughs> <laughs> the immortality rings. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Oh, boy. That guy. I only first heard about him through. Oh, shit. Sean, baby. Oh, yeah, that's ancient. Gosh, All right. Well, have to, well, actually, that's a future episode. Oh, yeah. Sean Baby's, yeah. Sean Baby's Gosh, still Dave, around. He has a podcast. He's still around. He's doing 1-900 Hot Dog. Yeah, yeah. He's doing pretty well. Him and uh, him and Brockaway are still still writing. 
Because he worked for Cracked for a while, and that's where he met Brockaway, and now him and Brockaway broke off and did 1-900-Hot-Dog. Yeah, they're keeping they're... that model of content alive and bringing writers on, and I like it. He's like, Sean Baby is, like for me, like the platonic ideal of how you can do old internet-style humor now, and it still works. You just can't be yeah. used as a cover for being a shitty person. Exactly, and I think that's what people misunderstand sometimes, is that, like, you can still do that kind of humor. Yeah. You just can't be an asshole. <laughs> exactly. Like, some of the edgiest comedians I know are, like, leftists and stuff. Like, down here in Jacksonville, like, one of our, our kind of, like, mother hen of stand-up here is uh, Daisy Tackett. And one of her things is like, she, is, like, she does, like, whole routines about her own sexual assault. And it's hilarious and very edgy. And it's great. Wow, that's a complete one, one a about where Kyle Kinane... Kyle Kinane... Kyle Kinane doing a bit about getting a blowjob uh, from someone that might have had Down syndrome. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Very yeah. different. Um, that's, that's... <laughs> anyway, uh, Crypto Scam of the Week. <laughs> oh, just, Boy, we're just, we just chugging along. It's all right. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's bound to happen. Every time uh, Every time I go down a, a, a twisted alleyway. I'm this, glad this it's not happens. just. No. God, no. All right. So uh, as of December 12th, Binance is one of the uh, Brian. They they would be considered a, a platform, right? There are there there are many different things there. Are I think still the biggest centralized exchange in crypto so worldwide. Be an exchange, okay. But they like I think them and uh, KuCoin also do things where like they try to get help projects. So they have like. Investment projects, as far as like getting stuff off the ground, so like staking, not necessarily like staking, but um, they're kind of like investing. Okay, uh, so angel investors, yeah, VC money. Okay, I, I'm just putting it in terms that that makes sense to me. Now, Jay, I don't know how familiar you are with the crypto space, but these types of things happen all the time, and this is why we have this segment because crypto scam of the week, um, because it will never be an empty. Nope, <laughs> we'll never run out of content. It, Something's always happening. Well, in this case, it's not actually a scam. Crypto consequence of your own actions of the week, I guess, let's <laughs> say. Uh, in this case, the U.S. Justice Department might be charging Binance for money laundering. <laughs> so, <laughs> Yeah, I'm not surprised about that because I think that's like the number one use of crypto. <laughs> yeah, who could have seen this right. coming other than anybody who do anything about how crypto yeah like work. so as of december 12th the department of justice prosecutors this is per reuters the uh, the newswire splits between u.s department of justice prosecutors are delaying the conclusion of a long-running criminal investigation into the world's largest cryptocurrency exchange binance the investigation began in 2018 and is focused on binance's compliance with anti-money laundering laws and sanctions some of at least half a dozen federal prosecutors involved believe the evidence already justifies moving against the exchange and filing criminal uh, criminal charges against individual executives, including our good friend Changpeng Zhao, also known as CZ. CZ may be in the SBF boat very soon <laughs> because of a four-year investigation. Federal prosecutors might be ready to uh, file some charges yeah i'm i'm not surprised i think uh the other shoe is about to drop on crypto pretty big in the next year or so i mean we've already seen stuff like with ftx which is uh, such a fucking blow to everything that anyone could ever be optimistic about blockchain crypto but um 
and I'm not necessarily particularly optimistic about either one of those things. But you're kind of like you kind of want like can show can you show me something that doesn't suck? Please? Yeah, like show I mean, me a couple <laughs> things that aren't completely bullshit. Right. I mean, so far, just like we any kind of use case for it has really just been proven to be a shit show. Yeah, it's it really is just something you use to buy you know fucking uh, fentanyl on the black net. Well, you used to be able to, but they shut Silk Road down, so uh, you, you can't can still really get that. Do it. Listen, you can still get that shit. <laughs> like I I. Uh, uh, like I used to get in crypto telegrams just because I was so interested in this fucking shit, right? And would get randomly added to telegram groups that were like, "Yeah, I've got like someone's social security number and like verification photos and shit," and like, "Y'all, I'll, I'll give it to you for like two ETH." And I'm like, "What the fuck?" I just get random, and that and it's uh, webs or telegram channels are all in uh, Hebrew, and they're oh selling weed. Oh boy. Yeah, <laughs> like, <that's> like, <laughs> well, I mean, I guess in he, you know, in the, I, I guess I'm trying, I'm trying to get that Netanyahu Kush, <laughs> <laughs> trying to get that Iron Dome, <laughs> Yowza! I'm trying to get that Golan Heights two four K. Hell yeah! <laughs> Go, putting putting the heights in Golan Heights, I guess is what we're. Yeah, I'm trying to get Golan High. Yeah, there we yeah. go. There, there we, we go. go. There, there it is. See. You just had to workshop it a bit. <laughs> so one of the other superstars of crypto, Sam Bankman-Fried, coined by former guest Ed Zitron as Scam Bankman Fraud, <laughs> uh, which I love. It's just a perfect uh, thing. But yeah, he uh, he was arrested in the Bahamas just this Monday, charged with multiple crimes by the DOJ. The SEC also, of course, issuing civil charges against Bankman-Fried, accusing him of defrauding investors. Sam Bankman-Fried, FTX, all that has been a huge mess. And uh, and boy, you know. Jason? Yeah. Could you say that the uh, honeymoon's over? hi oh! <laughs> oh! Indeed it is, brother. Oh, boy. Uh, so, yeah, essentially the uh, the SEC saying, uh, uh, courtesy of uh, Judd Legume at Popular Info, a wonderful newsletter, if you haven't heard of it, popular.info and so he's like hey here's here's the people who got money from ftx and yeah. so he sits there and he names and shames them he's like yeah mitch mcconnell and you know like, <laughs> senate leadership fund and you know the democratic national committee and he just he's like here's all the people who who got all this money from ftx and maggie hassan and alex mooney and Ro- rooney jackson like that's pretty ballsy i don't see that a lot in public reporting about crypto like, yeah here's the people who got all this money no, this is a nice thing because crypto is kind of like an outsider to the financial community. So I feel like the the kid gloves are off with them. Like there, people are actually going to get prosec- prosecuted for stuff with this. I think I feel. Yeah, it's past time. I mean, it's, there's been, it really yeah. has been the the blatant scams and frauds I've seen just in my time observing the crypto verse over the last you know couple of years is like a lot of guys have been uh, getting away with stuff big and small, and I think. Uh, I mean, you kind of need this shit to happen. If if you're if you're a crypto evangelist, you're kind of almost hoping that you can get this poison out. But the thing is, uh, <laughs> I, I'm not so optimistic. I think like it's 99 percent poison. Yeah. So it, yeah. oops, all poison situation. Yeah. Oops, yeah. all poisons. Oh gosh. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Gosh, that, that's you got oh. my ricin 
and my arsenic. <laughs> two great tastes your... to go together. Yeah, that's right. Two, two Let's do some anthrax. We're doing for... the 2000s again, maybe. Fuck it. Yeah, why not? Sure. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, you know, with all the white powder these guys are doing. Hey! So, Jay, first of all, thanks for coming on the program. I really appreciate you hanging out with us. And now we're getting into the meat of the show. The big, the big enchilada, the whole deal, the thing we're come here to talk about, Goon Con. Now, a part of this takes a little bit of explaining, so I'll try to break it down as best I can. Somethingawful.com was a forums that were started in the late 90s, early 2000s. You had to pay 10 bucks to register because they wanted to get rid of the Nazis and all the shit posters. And those who did so got to call themselves goons. And goons was the affectionate name, I guess, that we really took on as as members of the site. Yes, it was, I think, in response to an email Lotax had gotten, or some sort of hate email or some sort of hate message. Some Dear Richard email? Yeah. It kind of, well, this is like <laughs> it, very It's the on collective the, noun. Like, you have like a flock of birds, a pack of dogs, yeah, yeah. a goon. A goon of <laughs> well, <laughs> well, someone of had said, like, you know, Richard, you and your goons or something, and then ah, it became... okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, so, yes... And so after a while, because internet people are very lonely, they're like, well, yep. if we all like went to the same place and smelt bad and <laughs> ate Jack in the Box, and GoonCon was born. Yes. And I believe the first couple years of GoonCon were organized by the community for the community. Yes. But the fifth year anniversary yeah. of GoonCon, which is the one that I remember the most like stuff coming out of, uh, as far as like drama or just like images and weird stuff, was 2004 in Las Vegas. I think it was at Caesar's Palace. Yeah, Caesar's Palace. Yeah. So th- this was before my time. I was not a goon until at least 2008, 2009. So I missed all of this by like a quite a wide margin. But I did find. Well, I was I was there. I was I was on the I was posting in Fiad, and yeah. I, and I was right there when I got to realize that Jack Daniels was black. okay so jack daniels i have to so uh this is see you understand that like some of these uh, some of these uh listeners that we have like my wife for example who now just started listening to the podcast so i gotta okay fiad was fuck you and die it was the sub forum for flame posts and shit posting and just circle jerking and gross photos and irreverent dadaist kind of humor uh, it was, I think, where like, I th- like shit posting really kind of came, like a lot of stuff yeah. in Twitter culture and internet culture in general, in one way or another, comes out of the forums, but Fiad uh, specifically. Yeah, Fiad really was the testing ground. If you if you could hang, if you could post in Fiad without getting roasted too bad, yeah, or chain probationed. Becocked. Oh, that was the other thing. If you, if you, if uh, an admin or oh. an idiot king, which was the mod name, right. the name of a mod of uh, of Fiat. If you're, if they deleted your post. If you went back to the URL, it would be a foe of a bunch of bees on a penis. Yes, and so a becocked thread is one yeah. that that has been sent to the uh, the salt mines. As yes, it were, and yeah. I believe at one point also they implemented a system where if you got too many threads becocked. Or to me, post deleted, <laughs> you would be on something called the GBS train, where you could only <laughs> post in GBS, which is the general bullshit. Uh, and forum, people would yeah. literally sit there and wait for like the thirty month, the thirty day roll off to be like, oh, you know, like be in like an aim chat room or something, being like, tomorrow I can post in FIAD again. Yeah, 
And go back to GBS was a big thing on FIAD. There were yeah. just uh, GBS, of course, general bullshit was the forum for anyone and everyone to post. They they mockingly referred to it as the gray forum because it didn't have a special theme like FIAD did. <laughs> but but Jay, uh, I'm you as the I guess the official uh, something awful historian, right? What what have you been able to uncover about GoonCon? Well, the GoonCons are very fascinating to me because, like you, I didn't show up until about 2006, 2007. So I never... Oh, yeah, and okay. I, so I never got to experience any of them in person, but reading about them online and seeing it is very interesting because just the concept of meeting other people online was, was a new thing. Like, that was something that people yeah. were still figuring out. Like, this is the same time as, like, the first, like, MMO conventions are happening, where you'll see, like, people meeting other EverQuest players, and a lot of them did go down in Las Vegas just because it's a hub, it has all those places, it's an easy place to do it, and yeah. these are just so fascinating to me, because, yeah, it's getting to see people for the first time, re like, meeting in person as a result of this, and because it's so disparate, like you said, the only thing that all these people have in common is the fact that they paid $10 to post on an internet forum together, so it's it's just such a, an interesting gathering and mingling of people in one space like this yeah it i remember uh i think i just turned 18 when goon con 2004 occurred I, I turned 18 the summer of that and i just remember being like oh if i was just a little bit older i probably actually would have gone out there and just taken in all of the weirdness and um i think there were things that were going on at that goon con like people from tcc the crackhead convention which was the drugs forum posting about um although they had shirts with like their band number on it <laughs> if I, uh, did you get foes did you see that uh, yeah no there's 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 an, a front page article about it that has photos and everything thankfully so some of it has been preserved yeah that one if i'm remembering this one correctly let's see if i can find it because i had posted it elsewhere <laughs> the uh I, I still think uh driving to hell is a bad movie anyways no, oh no. oh <laughs> uh, coward don't take that out um no i absolutely agree i do not like drag me to hell i don't get why people think that movie gets good thank you i will fight the both of you you <laughs> stop that right now <laughs> all right i'm coming to florida you're no. dead you're dead at goon you're con, dead at goon con. <laughs> meet me at yeah, goon actually, con in 15 uh, minutes if you want your ass kicked <laughs> for uh a halloween party this year i uh Addresses John Moxley, the wrestler, and uh, and, That's and right. from the era when he part it was part of an era from when he was in a narrative with Chris Jericho, and also part of a narrative when he was in a program with uh, Kenny Omega. And I posted a selfie of me dressed as John Moxley and said, "Kenny Omega, you're dead at GoonCon." No one liked it. <laughs> I didn't. So you're dead at GoonCon was a was a common refrain. Mm -hmm. uh, especially in Fiad, about, <laughs> about just like anyone who bothered you, you'd tell them you're dead at GoonCon. Yeah, like like that was like that was like the the homeroom or the quad. Like I'm going to beat your ass when I see you at school tomorrow. Right. Yeah. Well. well also, what's really funny is that Jay referenced um, meet me at GoonCon in 15 minutes. You want to ask kicking? That's <laughs> that's uh, Drew toothpaste. Uh, he would he would take photos of himself outside of places in Columbus, Ohio. And, and then say like, meet me at the dog park in thirty minutes for an ass kicking. And meet me at the obelisk. For, yeah, 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 yeah. That type of thing. Um, I still do those kind of posts every once in a while when I'm like out of town. 
I'll be like in Seattle. I'll be like, meet me at the Space Needle in 20 minutes for an ass kicking, and then I will be gone. <laughs> you know, like I'm not gonna stick around. But uh, <laughs> so, so Jay and and. I wish I had more time to do research for this. Is well. I yeah. wanted to, but it's just my fucking schedule has been shit. There's, fucking holidays, holidays are a terrible yeah. time to try and do anything. But when you're doing your research or or, or what have you, um, what really stuck out to you? Like, in was there was a two K four that really got you? Was there another one that you thought that was interesting? The most interesting GoonCon to me, I think, is the last one, because that was when that I've, I did a big effort post about it on the Twitter account, because for me, that was kind of like signaling like a change of, you know, it was like the end of an era where basically people were too self-conscious to actually go out and be goons in public anymore. They realized how ridiculous they looked. It was like the magic had died. It was very sad. <laughs> But it's very fascinating. What year was that with the last official Goon Con? Uh, I want to say 2009, maybe. Actually, let me let me uh, oh, wow. check here. Oh, wow, that's a lot later than I thought. Yeah, I thought for some reason I, that... I think what made Goons or Forums posters really self conscious was that knowing that whatever fun they had is sincere or awkward goofy and sometimes it was a little creepy that they yeah. had like a yeah. goon con or goon oh, yeah. camp or something like there that. are so many the, pictures the, of them pretending to gang rape someone like that was just the shortcut oh the yeah there yeah. was uh that one the one girl in like capri pants and there's like the dude with the bad sideburns like giving a thumbs up yeah the the the, the, the preloader image for that one goons video compilation I do have a, before we move on, a fun story about that. I posted that one video where I posted on the Twitter account and someone contacted me because they were one of the goons in the video. And they were like, that picture wasn't posted with my permission. Someone stole it off of my Facebook and posted it to the forums. And I was like, okay, I get that. I'll take that down because I'm not an asshole like we were talking earlier. And that's just, it's one of the interesting things about getting to run this account is having old stuff like that recontextualize is when Mm -hmm. the people behind it kind of come out and are like, hey, I'm a person behind by the way. And that's one of the things yeah, I kind of like right. to do with this is that it is fun to be like, oh yeah, this person that was just like a catchphrase or like a punching bag, this is actually an interesting person behind that. I would love getting to do that. Like getting to provide the ending to the zip line story was like one of my finest oh, moments so far. I think I'm so that. glad I got to do that. Okay. Now th- th- this isn't going to uh, spoil anything coming up on I'm from the internet though. If you, if you break it down for us, what the end of the, of the zip line story, cause I know that was a big get for you. Oh no. Yeah. It's, it's, it's there's a YouTube video video on i put out and everything it's on the twitter account this all happened already but you know okay. we might right. do a we might do a, an episode in the future but this was before the podcast started oh okay so so what all what all happened with with the zipline guy i i don't remember the video Sure. Um, so basically, for people who aren't familiar with it, there's this thing where a guy in Something Awful um, was working for a summer camp, and he posted a thread where he had built a zip, where like, he, the camp had built a zip line on the side of a mountain without doing any engineering to figure out the speed, oh, and they realized yeah. that they were put, if they put like a child on the zip line, the grade <laughs> was like 20 times steeper than it was supposed to be, so the whenever they would send like a, a child-sized weight down it, it would hit reached like 60 miles an hour at the end when it hit it and they were like we've basically made a machine to launch children in a solid children wall at 60 yeah. miles an hour powered only by gravity 
how can we fix this and do like a usable ride? And when the guy posted about that, everyone just roasted him. So he and deleted his pictures so, and left. And that's yeah. kind of the end of it. And then what happened was when this Twitter account blew up, one day I got a DM on Twitter and a guy is like, hi, I'm the person who made the zipline thread. I can give you oh. the ending of this story if you want. And I was like, oh. of course, I'll on your privacy because I'm a decent human being. But I would, I'm the, what a gift you've given me. Please, thank you. Yeah. And so I was wow. able to – he wrote it down for me. I got to make a big post about it. I did a video of me reading it. And it's just like – what it turns out what happened was um, because they'd already built the zip line and it was just them trying to make it usable. The camp basically went bankrupt because it was 2008, no. so the Great Recession happened and they weren't right. having as many people come in on top of all the money they spent in trying to fix the zip line. And but thankfully the camp is still around. Like he got the guy got fired. They declared bankruptcy, but it kept going. <laughs> and what they wound up doing yeah. was they took the bottom pillar where the zip line ended, and they just made that into a zip line. They made it go right back. So that's just like a small zip line. And when kids are on that, they can look up and they can see a little platform up in the mountains. And none of them will ever know that originally the, the, that was the idea was you'd be sliding <laughs> down that mountain at sixty miles an hour. Amazing! Holy shit! What a story! Jesus. Gosh, yeah. yeah. It's just I remember I remember that original thread and seeing it when it was live and just being like, just such an amazing. And also, one detail I left out that's very important is that also what happened was when he mm. posted the thread, some goon yeah. uh, they were in one of the pictures they were using a car as like a counterweight on the on the line. Oh, yeah. They were able to get the license plate off of that, and they ran the license oh. plate, and the license plate, and it was owned by the camp. So they called the camp. Oh. No, they called the police, no. and the police went to the camp and said, "We got a call from someone saying you have a machine to kill children here." Kill children. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> A machine to kill children. <laughs> like, children. <laughs> Holy shit. Like, this, like, that is so funny. Now that we have so distance from it. At the same time, like, <laughs> what a nightmare to happen. And, of course, I totally get why he deleted all that. And that's also why yeah, I was very sure. careful about his privacy and everything. But, yeah. But, yeah, because – so uh, it's just one of those things about the internet and real life colliding in a very interesting <laughs> way that just sure. I find so entertaining and I'm so glad other people do too. Oh yeah, I mean, I mean that's that's pretty much all we do here is is kind it's of amazing. Yeah. So I'm looking through some some of these GoonCon 2004 pictures, uh, courtesy of the. I, I did finally find that that front page article, and boy, 2004, you know, not, not shitty a... cameras, you know, bad bad flash, you know, everybody looks kind of like shit. The smallest pictures, uh, the biggest shirts. That's true. <laughs> Small pictures, big shirts, big large sh- cargo, those, those cargo shorts. <laughs> yeah, below the knee lace. You want to see Cabs more? Cabs as far as the you eye gotta can buy see. Me plat. Yep, you got to Hey, if you want to see more, ten bucks. Ten bucks. <laughs> yeah. Search is are, down, you wearing, are you wearing the are green up, Triforce baby. shirt or the red Communist Party shirt? Where it's like exactly. all the guys like Marx. Yeah, yeah, from uh, that that was threadless when they were in Chicago. That yeah. was their big, their big no, seller. One of my like f- dream game ideas is basically like a leftist version of Postal and the character because you know in Postal Two yeah. the guy wears like the alien yeah. shirt. My version of that it's a guy wearing yeah. the Communist Party the shirt. Communist Party like, Amaz- shirt. Yeah. yeah, amazing. I was thinking like um, flipping over your your first mission is to flip over the card table the Fourth of July, turning it into the Fourth of shit. <laughs> 
no, it was actually had like a little design doc because the idea is that like you're the you're like the woke postal guy, and your thing is like every day you you have an app that's your boss, and you go to a different job, and each of the jobs is like wow. one of them is like you go to a private prison and you're working as a prison guard, and it's like you can go along with it and just be shit, or you can be like fuck this and like shoot everyone and release the prisoners and have fun. The idea is basically postal is fun when you get to run around and just be chaotic, but it's through this like reactionary kind of shitty 2000s yeah. lens. So what if we let yeah. you do that, but we did it from like a leftist perspective, and you could do that for all sorts of jokes. Like like uh, I could go on for this for hours. I love coming up with yeah, stuff no, like that. So. Postal is very much the Reddit atheist libertarian guy, and you're right. Yeah, the, the there does need to be kind of a <laughs> the flip side of it, and yeah, I think. Uh, I think Wokestool would be a well, my um, my my kind of working title for the project was uh, was Dirtbag Left. Okay, all right, that works. Or yeah. just Dirtbag, maybe that. that could be fun. Like instead of Postal, it's Dirtbag. Like yeah, you yeah. have to go to the Woke Store <laughs> to get pronouns. Get your, yeah. your Woke Store and get pronouns. Yeah, and the and line's so, too super long, so you can wait in line. Or you can just like beat everyone up at the pronoun store. Everyone's everyone's asking for like, is this single origin coffee? I can't tell. <laughs> it's like postal to, postal guy voice. My pronouns are fucking you. <laughs> <laughs> Like eating soy gives you like a plus two to handguns. I don't know. Like yeah, yeah. eats an entire block of tofu. This can't be good for me, but I feel great. <laughs> yes. Hail Satan, but you mean the meat substitute? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, Amazing. I I uh I bought postal 2 when it came out i was gonna say recently because right. no and, and for <laughs> and you want to know just how like of a like how you could have blinders to things on the internet in like 2002 2003 i thought it had something to do with the postal flash game by ws stamper on wow. new grounds wow. for wow. some reason because they were both really gory and weird and i thought oh they just like took i mean i was a dumb teenager was, that too, yeah. but like I had no idea, and I realized, like, oh, it's this isn't just like some weird guy making flash cartoons. This is a bunch of sad adults making a, a, a video game in Unreal Engine Two. Oh god, no, the, the Running with Scissors website is one of the most cursed things on the internet. Like, if you ever want to get depressed, oh, pull up archive.org and look up like like when Vern Troyer's like sex tape released. Like they were posting about it because hmm. he was in the movie for Postal. Like they are, and yeah. a lot of it is just like, check it out, it's the Postal Babes. You've got ladies in underwear with the Running with scissors logo on it it's just like it's like it, you, you look Is at that, it and it's like i'm so glad i'm not this type of person have you seen the postal movie by the way yes i haven't no uh despite the fact that our lord and savior low tax is yep. in it he does make a brief appearance in it so does dave foley from kids in the you Hall? get to see dave foley's dick in it it's hog yeah yeah it's yeah, full frontal nudity hog. like also a lot of child death very funny child death in yeah, fact like very funny. like that is the way it opens thing. on a 9-11 sequence i, I heard that like I, i've read a transcript of the opening 9-11 joke and i'm like this is actually really funny it's really funny. yeah like There's postal, so is, postal has like some some shit parts of it but it is like actually funny and a very like it's almost like a freddy got fingered like yeah we're getting away yes. with this type of humor to it yeah i think they really realized like okay this is pretty much a license to do whatever the hell we want it's Let's actually like and... a fairly faithful adaptation like it's very interesting like yeah if you want to adapt postal into a movie that's how you do it it's all just like really yeah. shitty political jokes and stuff and the edginess isn't yeah. isn't the postal dude played by like the brother from titus yes it's it no yes, it's the is. bully from a christmas story oh. 
You're right. It's the, Scott it's Farkas, the that Christmas guy. Scott Farkas, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, you know, guess, and then when they released DLC for Postal 2, like 12 years after it came out, he's in the game as like one of the bosses no. you can fight in it. <laughs> Amazing. Wonderful. Yeah. Oh, man. Like, I gotta give them credit. They've really been milking that thing for all it's worth. Like, Oh, yeah. C- for sure. Well, there's supposed to be like another one in development right yeah, now. Postal they had, yeah, they had, Postal 4 was like a, an early access thing. And it was also like oh. an episodic thing. So they got to do like, oh. there's so many COVID jokes in it. I've watched like videos about it. And it's like, oh man, you, yeah. all the mask yeah. jokes you can think of, they're right here. Yeah, yeah I don't I don't even want to think. The Postal sense of humor through like the modern ennui, yeah. I don't. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's like, like it's, it's like it makes the Grand Theft Auto sense of humor look highbrow. Right, I was gonna say. You know, like, yeah, it's, really, it's just really, give me a sixty-nine. I just at this point, I'm like, at least that's yeah. not her offensive. So, <sighs> GoonCon had that same type of vibe though. Two thousand four. Jesus Christ, cargo shorts. The cargo shorts. Oh, low tax is skinny and svelte. Yeah. There's a. I think that's the post. Uh, the fi- the picture of Jack Daniels in the green yeah. shirt. Yeah. And that's was that Squishy Fish on the I think left? That's squishy on the left. Yeah. Jeez, how do I remember this stuff? I don't know. Oh no, I've wasted my youth <laughs> <laughs> on the pink forum. Whom amongst us, right? Um, Listen, my negative post count will be on my grave. Hell yeah. <laughs> so, let's see here. Who wrote up the front page article? That was. Frolicso. The post about Goon It shows Richard Lotex Kianka. Frolicso writes, Here he relates the tale where he was visiting his great uncle and accidentally saw him naked in the shower, and that gave him the idea to make this comedy website. <laughs> then he went on to bombard the crowd with free merchandise, lollipops, and rusty nails. Later on in the party, Rich wore a very festive Hawaiian shirt, and if it wasn't for the aggressive heterosexual musk I might have called his gender preference into question. So that's the kind of humor we're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. I mean, it, it works for the era, but... It, yeah, some of it doesn't age well. You know, no, there's sure. a... Uh, I, I would probably say a large portion of the front page probably doesn't age well. Yeah. I think Bob Mackie was probably the last guy to really... If we, it's wild to think that Bob Mackie was a front page writer. Yeah, yeah especially well, with his Joseph current Fink. brand. It's so funny. You know, his whole, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Welcome to Night Vale being a something awful thing always surprises people. I think another one is Yogg's cast always throws people off because I know I'm not like a big streamer person so I'm not familiar with that world but I know they're huge there and yeah it's like you know ye old goon squad is what the Yogg stands for oh wow I didn't know that oh, but yeah. the, the, the the circle back around Bob Mackey mm-hmm. uh, have you are you a fan of Talking Simpsons? Um, yeah, um, I've listened to it. I'm, I'm a weird. I'm weird because like I'm a Chris Antista fan. I like Chris Antista. Oh hey, hey, what's up, dude? We should party. I'm not just saying I that because Chris, I'm also I love a Chris North Antista's Florida boy. Weird dirtbag Florida energy so much. Yeah. All right, so explain for the audience who this so is. So Chris Antista was kind of the the main guy for a podcast. Laser time. Gosh. Basically, laser oh, time. Yes, yes. Okay. I was, uh, but it was a cornucopia of different podcasts. So they yeah. um, have a bunch of different things. They have stuff about like weird pop culture stuff. They had thirty. Before that, he was a games radar guy. Games okay. radar guy. All right. Mostly now, uh, he's probably known for being the guy that's kind of nodding off during video game apocalypse. But back in the day, he was like pretty much have a hand in everything that was going on and one of the things that he helped bring about was Talking Simpsons and I will agree that the Chris Antista era of Talking Simpsons is much better than the current iteration which I feel is like a four hour slog through every joke being over explained 
and also apologized for. Like, yeah, yeah like I like Chris and because my thing is it's like doing comedy where you want to not offend people, but at the same time, like not apologize too much is mm-hmm. very hard to do. Whereas, like, I feel like that sort of like preemptively like apologizing and like getting offended on behalf of an imaginary person, like type <laughs> yes. of humor, is very kind of. But like, yeah, joke like jokes about dodgeball suck, but we don't need to have like your half hour therapy session about the time when you got bullied. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, I just want to hear the funny cartoon man history, please. Yeah. The, the, the thing that kind of, the reason why Chris isn't, in, isn't a part of talking Simpsons anymore is because, uh, he just like decided like without really telling one that he's just going to move back home to Tallahassee, Florida, which is, uh, another amazing part of Florida. Um, I, Gosh, I, I have Tallahassee stories, but they are they're they're long. We would be here all night. Yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I met Scott Staff's ex-wife, and it was weird. And uh, <laughs> what a, what a, a bar in a bar below a crab restaurant that seemed of questionable quality. Um, anyways, but he decided, like I guess his parent. The rumor was his parents bought him a house in Florida so he could come back, and he was living in the Bay Area, and I guess it was really expensive. But I guess he kind of shot himself in the foot because Laser Time was pulling in like 120k a year on Patreon. Wow! And it, it has dropped off significantly since then. That was a couple, more than a few years ago. The whole Laser Time ordeal is not what it used to be. But right. yeah, it's really uh, fizzled out. Like, um, like I, I don't really listen. To, like, the, I used to 30 2010 used to be like appointment listening for me, and then they replaced one of the hosts with a new guy who isn't funny or interesting and is just kind of <laughs> annoying. So it that's was the worst thing that happens. To it me. was yeah. it was weird because when he like moved to Florida, then like then people he would have on would be like the girl he's dating at the time. No, no, and uh, <laughs> which well, like like I mean, it's fine. It's but, fine. Like the people, yeah. like the people he was like, or people like he grew up with mm-hmm. and it was like interesting because he's an interesting person and he apparently knew interesting people in florida growing up and sure. like, so, but like it was still like a little weird that these were like the new people that we had like get to know all over again but yeah the the chris and tisa era of talking simpsons is a little bit more body it's a little bit faster paced it's not overly analytical and now they're just kind of slowly going through all because they because they kind of sh- the, the problem with doing a overly analytical podcast about the simpsons is that you've got like 11 seasons of good content to go through and, <laughs> and 20 more of not good content to yes go through, yeah. and um yeah i will say if you ever want to cause like a multiple page derail on a forum <laughs> just t- just bring up when the simpsons started to get bad and then people will just spend days arguing about the exact point when the simpsons started to get bad yes I the internet cannot get enough no. of having of arguing about that it used to be it used to be if you wanted to cause chaos on a forum you would say you would pose the question Asuka versus Ray from Evangelion, right? Ooh, that's and old that, school. Which is which is old school. Or you would say Mike versus Joel on Mystery Science Theater. That would spawn a three thousand page. You know, uh, the mods would have to close. The mods yeah. would have to close it. So anytime either of those two topics came up, that was the way you did it. But you're right. The Simpsons has become as big a cultural force as either one of those, and boy. I I was on GBS not two weeks ago. There was a whole Simpsons memes thread because they were going through and like all the idiotic Simpsons memes that are just now becoming a big thing. 30 years later after the show premiered there's people talking about simpsons shit posting i I don't even remember what the name of the thread is but yeah uh, Yeah. i mean but like the the phenomenon yes the phenomenon of of simpsons shit posting has really taken off and 
part of it is that that there's some really talented GBS guys that that are making these insane meta Simpsons memes, which are just like collapsing reality around Simpsons stuff. But boy, you ever want to derail that thread? That's exactly like Jay said. You say, okay, <laughs> when did when did the Simpsons start to suck? And then you you know you you wait out your probation and you sit there and just read the thread. <laughs> yeah, you no, know, you know you walk up and you're like, I don't know what you guys are talking about. I oh. mean, it's good up until season thirteen, right? And <laughs> just run away. Ooh. Ooh, you're a very generous man. I would say season eleven is kind of where you start tapering. Uh, off. And then there we go, season and nine. then it begins calamaring out of control. Oh, season nine. Yeah, oh, there's still a couple. Good ones oh anyway see we're about to do the same thing to the show see i'm literally doing it right now it's so powerful it's breaking containment it is we got to put that back in the bottle we do uh so goon con (laughs) just one more thing about goon con because one image sticks with me this is the only one that i've ever seen before doing research for the show and it was this one on this this something awful.com slash news slash goon con 2k4 dash where i've seen this before before we started doing research for this episode. Here is a goon putting a straw through another goon's nose and drinking a Long Island iced tea. And there it is. Uh, Amazing. <laughs> yeah, that and then call it and then making a joke about how low tax isn't gay. Like, that's, that's, that's totally true. It. Yes, immediately following it with, with, with that. Uh, and then just, the photo below that are three goons doing like a menage a trois. Yeah, clothed. Clothed on the floor of the Caesar's Palace. <laughs> yeah, what an amazing yeah. time! So, on old hard drive, I have a bunch of old FIAD something awful forum stuff. I I need to archive in some way or another and put out there. But no, it's, the it's really cool random... you mention that because my co-host uh, Winslow Domain he's setting up a Twitter bot called Uncle Winslow's Picture Show where he, he has a hard drive full of old like stuff he's been saving and he's gonna have like a tw- he's gonna like <laughs> curate it by hand to go through and make sure that like there's nothing offensive or bad and then yeah. it's just gonna tweet them out randomly. So you know if if you have that collection that might be a neat inter- addition to it or something. Yeah. Maybe. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I will. Uh, I will. I will see. I got. I gotta go through it, but. I just remember being a lot of like early image macros and stuff like that. Oh, but yeah. the, there was back when the, they were called image macros yes, and not yes, memes. Yes, yeah, impact font yep. everywhere. Um, yep. But the two things I like really remember that I saved from because I thought this was so weird are just like I had to download it to view it because that's how the internet <laughs> was back then. One was someone videotaping forums girl poster elf prawn oh. playing ddr at Seaver's palace <laughs> that's like the one that i just remember being like why did someone do this and they didn't why? believe elf prawn was a girl that's why i think one of the stories that always stuck in my head was that one of those girl posters as they were known at the time yep, was-, was sitting in in like the penthouse that lotax had at caesar palace and they were talking and they got up to leave and like one of the guys sitting next to her when she got a couple enough steps away like put his hand on the seat to feel the warmth and that's always just stuck at me is like that's just at least he didn't like put his face in it and sniff it yeah that's where i thought you were gonna go i thought he's gonna be like Yeah, because yeah. well, <laughs> that does seem like a very much a goon thing to do. I, I mean, I'm sure there's other things I'm forgetting, but yeah. just like, 
Although I will say, as like on my Discord, I made I talked to a lot of ex goons. A good number of the goons there were girl goons. They just didn't know it yet. Yeah, and I think a lot of that that do, that definitely did happen. The uh, the the goon to trans pipeline. Oh, Dan's <laughs> becoming Megs. Yes. And, uh, yes. Yeah. Um, Boy. Yeah, a lot of the a lot like the ex goons. It's like you're either like you're either trans, furry, communist, or all three. Yeah, I definitely went hard. Le- I was a. I think the last thing I really enjoyed on the forums was YCS near like the tail end of it, because it was just like kind of very pure shit posting about a specific topic, and there was just like I think a lot of people that were like freshmen and sophomores in college that just had nothing better to do outside of like cramming yeah no when ycs was good it was so good and that makes what happens with bad games so much more sad uh ycs uh for those of you who are are not familiar uh your console sucks Uh, okay um video games which was like the fi ad for video games and there was just a lot of really good sharp humor a lot of great uh, there was um a lot of timeless humor you know back then we made jokes about how the ps3 didn't have any games no now games. we get to make jokes about how the uh, ps5 PS, doesn't have any uh, games you know Xbox, that's Xbox the great thing large. i get older but the playstations still don't have any games there was you know this i think it kind of peaked with team fortress 2 i think that was like when yeah. the for- um because we got the lost continents uh which yeah. was like the goon forums ppp princess party palace mm-hmm. which did like the couponbug.com v- tf2 oh, videos oh, oh, oh. you know like where they, where they glitched so you couldn't get out of the door and you had to like solve like trivia for him <laughs> to move just really great stuff like that but there was like blue tang clan like um that was i think when the last community-wise big hurrahs for the forums one of the things I wanted to touch on because you posted about this a couple of weeks ago and I was so happy was I was a big reader and participant of Fizz in its heyday. Okay. Yes, I really, I really hipster loved irony zone. Pretentious Fizz. hipster irony zone. Fizz. Okay. I, I hate that Zorak, the anime mod, ruined it half the time and just didn't let the jokes go. He he killed the Friday Night Fizz thread, which was probably one of the funniest things I ever read. But it did give us fizzine, which was yes, just, the fizzine, which was so good. There's a I, you found the the first issue, as it were, and uh, I love it. It's such a time capsule of like 2009, 2010. I do want to say I didn't found it, find it. It was sent to me. That's oh, one of okay. the great things about okay. the account too. Is yeah. like I'm always open to submissions, and people send me stuff, which is the great thing. I got to be like a repository for these. Well, things. well, bless so, that person for saying that to you because that was just such yeah, a so, weird. So if you're listening and you have one yeah. I haven't mentioned like that, unless it's like the obvious ones, like if it's a big one like Caro right. or or Grover House, obviously I know about that. I'm not doing them because everyone's done them already, right. and when I do them, it'll have to be a big special eliza thing. geiger did a really great twitter thread on on grover house uh, gosh yeah. load bearing drywall yeah. is such an amazing <laughs> yeah. phrase but uh yeah. the fizzing was great it had you know jay mascus on skateboards it had <laughs> photos of of the the uber scene girls the millionaires ah. it had a reference to johnny c's avatar um just all of these great little in jokes but also kind of kind of being just like music nerds at the same time of like the highest order yeah because i remember fizz being kind of a proto version of hipster runoff in a way yeah yeah hipster runoff if you remember that site um the guy carl's i felt like he posted very much like a like a goon and i kind of always wondered like is this an ex-goon that you know yeah i mean um, i don't know he seems like a better he had a better skincare routine than most goons but possible, anyways possible possibly <laughs> but like i but i was like 
Facebook friends with people from Fizz for many years and like got drunk at a anime convention with a guy who was a St. Louis goon, but mostly was a Fizz poster. And (laughs) that was, I think the last like little bit of romance I had with the forums. And then I got like perma banned for saying something (laughs) about Ozma or, or something like that. Or just just the dumbest thing. Oh, I was, it was the dumbest way to get perma banned. But like, and then I just was like, I don't know. Uh, I like, I'm a, I'm like in my early twenties now and I can't, I want to do other things and sell on the internet (laughs) and be a shithead, which now I'm in my thirties and I'm like, gosh, I wish I had more time to be a sell on the internet and be a shithead. (laughs) Right. Uh, so, uh, Jay, you were saying, uh, you're welcome to submissions. What is the at on Twitter for the something awful uh, uh, thing? It's S a underscore moments. Is that it? No, it's um S A two underscore oh, moment double underscore. It, okay, yeah. For some reason, the first one was already taken. So. Oh man! But yeah, or if you just look, if you just look for crazy ass moments in something awful history, it will pop up. Okay, and right. the icon is uh, Brian the dog from Family Guy because dressed as the peanut butter jelly time yep. banana that, because that gave me like an that's aneurysm. a that's a goon thing and that was a yeah. real thing. Yeah. Well, so was uh, all your base are belonged to us. us. Yeah, that was that yeah was the Gabba robots. Gabba robots. Yeah. Just. The things you've been posting on that account are just—it's just like, oh, I felt like I was the only person that remembered this. It was or... a Proustian reverie. Yes, you had a you had a moment of like, oh, oh God, this unlocked something in me. Uh, yeah. It's like you the know. end of Ratatouille. I'm just doing that yes. to people every day. It's the greatest <laughs> feeling. I love it. I think you posted the Fiesta Cat plushie, which is yes. something I felt like everyone had forgotten about, and I'm like, oh, this is so uh, Fiesta Cat, break because uh, this was before my time. So uh, please. Break that down for me. I don't know what that means. Uh, it's it's a picture of a cat that's photoshopped. So he has like a funny little tiny face, and he like has a little uh, party popper in his mouth, and he's wearing like, a jester hat. So it's it's more wholesome. Okay, all right. Yeah, it's just yeah. like a funny picture of a cat, and then okay. then someone was like, "Let's make." And it's funny, and someone was like, "Let's take a plush toy out of it." And then I can't find the picture; but it's been lost to time. But then he there's like a picture of his garage with like 500 Fiesta Cat plushies, and it'd be like, "Nobody's fucking buying these things." <laughs> And that website, the website that made it, still sells them. You could, if you really? look it up, you could, you could buy a Fiesta Cat plushie Wonderful. from that like Chinese manufacturer right now. They still have the molds. Not getting rid of it. I remember that like it took him forever to get past like the prototype stage because I don't think most people understand the effort that goes into even making like the dumbest Chinese made plushie. Oh, yeah, and yeah. um. The proof of concept that he produced on the forum was so laughably bad. I think it gave Fiat an, an, enough juice to go for like at least another year of energy right. of like, you know what, we're going to stay on this forum because crazy dumb bullshit keeps happening all the time. Yeah. And uh, and this was pre Kickstarter too, so this was like yeah, he crowdfunded like th- via the forums. Yeah, this guy this guy did like a vanity publishing <laughs> route where I, he fronted the money and was hoping to at least break even on the back end. Jeez. But by the time that like the the the, the the product was actually delivered that like low tax was fed up and had banned the person for like, <laughs> for like tox claws or something. Yeah. Uh, tox clause in something awful parlance is that if you don't perform a certain action, you will be banned. Like that's, I toxed, uh, for example, for Bernie winning the democratic primary. So Ooh. yeah, I toxed for Bernie. And of course I got banned shortly thereafter. Um, 
It, it was not great. Gosh, you made a small donation to low tax to rewrite. I did indeed. Uh, yeah, the, and th- those toxes are actually like, having big culture shifts in the website because, like, you know, yeah. early early two thousands, something awful was like very right libertarian, right. and it's been theorized one of the reasons why it became very left was because in two thousand eight, a bunch of people toxed for McCain, and then oh, when they got banned, didn't reread. They didn't reread. Yeah, that makes sense. Or yeah. Ron Paul. Because that's also when oh, Ron Paul. Oh God, was the Ron Paul, the Rev Revolution, Revolution. Yeah. <laughs> no, vote, s- since you guys are Ron, Ron Paul, Paul people, was such I get to meme. share. I can share a, a, something with you. Or yeah, there's. Th- I can't tell you the whole story, but I was talking to this old music composer named Michael Perlstein. Michael okay. Perlstein. There's a whole story about it on my YouTube channel. But he's he composed music in, for films in the 70s and 80s. And I'm talking to him. He's like a really cool eccentric guy. He's talking about stuff, and he tells me that he got to meet Ron Paul, like a young. Wrong Paul mm. in like the nineties or something. He's like, and he's like, and he's like, yeah. I went up to this guy, and he was just like the craziest fucking guy I ever met. I was like, how can anyone take this guy seriously? Is hearing hearing him like talk about how 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 fucking crazy and wild this guy was before the internet found him was just such a fun insight into just how the internet has changed things. Like, if it weren't for the internet, Ron Paul would have just been some weird guy. Yeah. Oh, he would have been like the uh, time cube guy, but like for like gold standard or something. Yeah, but um, I don't know. Have you ever heard of Ron Paul's uh, like uh, newsletter from like the late '80s, early '90s? Oh boy, it's no. it's it's wild. Jeb Lund. Oh uh, yeah, Jeb I, Lund. I think was one of the first people to really talk about on the internet, as far as I know, um, on his old website, Mister Destructo. Yes, I think that's still yeah. up before and he came out as as uh, before he tried to go legitimate. Yeah, <laughs> and now he just like has a kid and a cool wife in Florida. Yeah, and, uh, I mean he did get Barnacle Jim on like CNN. That was so I, we forgot to talk about that in our oh, Barnacle shit. Jim episode. Yeah. But I forgot about that fucking bar fucking long. So the young <laughs> woman, power, the young woman I'm dating, I told her. She was like, you have a podcast. You got to tell me about it. And I, I told her, I I don't know. And she kind of got it out of me. And then like one night we're like hanging out and she's like, I finally listened to it. And I'm like, oh, no. yeah, what did you think? She's like, I was really confused. Was, you were talking about some long, some guy with a long face with a bike. I go, oh, Barnacle Jim, piece <laughs> of shit. <laughs> so, so listeners to the program will know that early on when we started this, uh, this series, we really wanted to go over one of our favorite or least favorite, I don't know. Posters from Fayad uh, Barnacle. He's a real pecker checker. To real pecker checker. <laughs> and, uh, and so Barnacle Jim, what a what a piece of shit. What a piece and, of shit. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, long fucking face. Uh, long face having motherfucker. <laughs> frisbee golf <laughs> playing. <laughs> frisbee golf. But no, golf. See, that's what you do. You show her Barnacle Jim on the first date. If she yeah. leaves, that's how you. Know hey, baby, what do right you think line. about this? You think, <laughs> yeah. Do you think this guy's a long face having motherfucker what you, yeah, or what? What's the first word that comes to your mind when I show you this person's face? Do you, if, <laughs> if you don't, if you don't start screaming a slur, it's not true love. <laughs> it's it's like the opening scene of Severance. It's like. Yeah. Question one. Question one. What does this man aspire to? <laughs> no, no, no. It's the it's the uh, it's the baseline test from Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Long Barnacle face Jim with long face. Long, 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 long. long. Frawl. How do you feel? Frawl. <laughs> what are you how writing? Do you, how do you feel when you play frisbee golf? Frawl. Frawl. <laughs> <laughs> do the guys at work check your hole? Hole. Do the guys at your job work you over with dildos? Hole. Dildos. Hole. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, he was just thinking about that movie the other day for no reason. He, he walks up to the giant hologram. It's just a giant bike. 
it's it's a oh. she's on the bike in she's the, on the, yeah. it's, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, uh, the, it's it's a bike that talks <laughs> yeah no, this has legs. No. We should workshop this. We, this yeah, this it's, like, it's this our is, heat is, vision and Jack. Barnacle yeah, Jim's spirit is, is in a bike, and I ride it, and our, we solve uh, crimes and do mysteries. <laughs> this is our version of what solving was Solving crimes and making up rhymes. There it is. This is like our version of uh, what if the Matrix were about pizza. Oh, baby. That's the 48 minutes of dogs barking riff of the week. You know, I've been fucking around with chat GPT and and it's it doesn't do shit posts very well. I I do think I did have a couple of of questions that I asked it that are forums related that <laughs> that it gave pretty decent answers to. I asked chat GPT like are there stairs in your house? You know, <laughs> some of the some of the classic goon questions, but like yeah, it didn't it didn't really, you know, it's I've not been loving yet. the people like using tricks to get the AI to be evil on accident or with <laughs> those oh, are so fun. Well wasn't wasn't there like a an aimbot AI that like there was one that was like an open source and this was like 2003 2004 it was one of like the first of its kind that everyone just like taught it to be a mean shithead and we yes. all loved it yes we all loved our yes. mean ai bot that just was just bitter. microsoft had one called taylor tay tay tay.ai this was like nadine or something i can't yep. remember nadine was one of the early ones but yeah like they're always least... women for some reason yeah yeah well because because we all are... want women to be mean to us because we're little spineless boys Step on me, mommy, etc. We're just yeah. little piggies, yeah. Yeah, it's crawling in the dirt like the rest of us. Well, that's I mean, that's the nature. If of if, if the mean AI was a guy, I'd feel a little gay. Uh, yeah, that'd be that'd, that'd feel wrong. That's the man's name. I mean, getting directions from a guy. Come on, that's the, yeah. You know, I mean, you know, you may as well be sucking his dick at that point. How, how are you as a man taking instructions from an AI? Wow, uh, feminine trait. Yep, <laughs> skill issue. Skill uh, issue. So. So, Jay, are you ready for a gross picture? It's time for our favorite portion of the show. It's called Shock.JPG. It's part where we show you some nasty shit. Now the moment you've all been waiting for. Shock.JPG. Oh, boy. Yeah, buddy. You, we've, we've, already, you've already it. done Goatsy and Tub Girl. So. No, no, no. No classics today. Today we are actually digging into something that was a very... I would like to say an underrated one that it kind of flew under the radar, as it were. Um, this one, inspired by the girls from Two Girls, One Cup. Not. Uh-oh. Yep. No, we're not there. We're not doing that. We're not doing Two Girls, One Cup. I wouldn't do that to a guest. I wouldn't do it to myself. We've already covered it anyway, and we're not going to do that. But no, uh, this one... Much in the vein of, you know, they, they, there were a bunch of copycats. You know, Two Girls, One Cup inspired X guy, X whatever. Well, this one is One Girl, One Phone. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Courtesy of That's Fucked, P-H-U-C-K-E-D. That's fucked. Yes. Okay. So. So. Oh. Yep. Wow. This is a classic. This is a classic. Um, Gosh, you, those Nokia phones just go forever. Me, because it's been a, now it's a GIF and it's just repeating. So we're just sitting here going like, yeah, well, yeah. that's 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 definitely a thing. Oh why? 
Oh, jeez. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> wow. Oh. <laughs> uh, wow. Oh, I haven't really? seen a phone like that in a long time. Those yeah. Like, gosh, like, remember when Nokia made phones that, that lasted? <laughs> now I got upgrade. Now I got upgrade my pussy phone every year. <laughs> All right. So the, for for those of us who are uh, who are maybe not uh, following along at home, that is one girl one phone, also known as one girl one cell phone, also known as Nokia commercial. <laughs> <laughs> the shock video from two thousand eight on that's fucked. So the long and short of it is, it's thirty seconds. Naked woman in an, on an armchair with a Nokia cell phone inside her vagina. She tries to get the cell phone out. Without using her hands, um, essentially using her kegels to push the phone from her vagina. Wow. Uh, Self-affirming feminism. Girl girl boss, gatekeep, gaslight. Gaping. Gaping. There we go. See, I was (laughs) trying to... So, yeah. uh, The description of the site, of course, is, uh, have you ever lost your phone and wondered where it was? (laughs) So they managed to pick. You don't want to know where she keeps her iPad. I would imagine. Yeah. Oh boy. On heavy flow days. Hey oh. The name itself modeled after two girls, one cup. Um, That was a big thing in shock sites in their early mid two thousands. Was oh there was a shock site with a name that like this. Well, we're gonna name it something similar. And sometimes you got something you know just weird like this where it's like, hey, I stuck a phone in my pussy or. Sometimes you got, you know, a guy um, fucking killing a cat. So it was kind of a dice roll. You never yeah. really. It was Some kind people of like don't really was... get the spirit of the joke. Yeah. No. It was the Myron equivalent. There's always the one guy that takes it too far. Way too far. Yeah. It was like the Myron equivalent of clicking a blind link, oh. blind link on the early days of style projects. True. And you never really know if you were going to get actual porn or like an anal prolapse or Rick rolled. A Rickrolled or yeah. uh, like I'm very rubbing. thankful that you guys picked that one because I mean like at least I know it's like it's safe because like that's a Nokia like those things are solid nobody's yeah. gonna get <laughs> that hurt phone's still so good to that go phone, yeah, put in the, put, if, worst case scenario put in the bowl with some rice some you'll rice. get some that phone still you'll get works some now. really good smelling <laughs> I was rice say 24 years later that they're 14 years later that that phone still works yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> play uh, snake on that thing. Was that yeah, you could play snake on uh, it, yeah. yeah, but the the fi- the the four keys sticking. <laughs> I can only do left turns. Yeah. <laughs> so that was shocked at JPG. Jay, I I know you're uh, something awful uh, vet, as it were, and somebody who's, you know, archiving some of the, the weirder grosser shit on the site, but like what is your history with shock images? Like what was something that, that stuck out in your mind? As something that just like, when you first saw it, you went, "Holy shit! This is what the internet does now." Oh boy, yeah. I might have like my very like a funny one because like I grew up in like a very overbearing, repressive like Christian household, and like I wasn't allowed like I when I was growing up, I wasn't allowed to watch anything that wasn't like rated above G or PG. Like I was on TV, I can only watch basically like documentaries and Looney Tunes. It was mm. real dire shit. Like I was watching Christian puppet shows and listening to Christian music, ooh, ooh. bad stuff. This was before anyway, Veggie Tales too, so you didn't have anything even like remotely funny. Yeah, yeah ve- no, Veggie Tales was man from heaven i was yeah. like, finally some actual humor something actually funny Ugh. yeah yeah Ugh. you had you had the the the, the bible comic super book bible man yeah i was listening to i didn't have podcasts i listened to adventures and odyssey and oh. be like oh man 
because Superbook was the one because I I the Bible animes were yeah Superbook <laughs> and the Flying House where they were literally Japanese anime yes. that was commissioned about yes. the Bible in anime style. It's great. Brian, have you are you I'm familiar not, with Superbook? I'm, I'm not familiar with this. this is- Superbook was a anime style. Uh, animated series about a bunch of kids who solve their problems by reading the Bible. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's, that's an unrealistic that, 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 premise. That, obviously, that's a really super simplistic way of doing it, but like the super book has all the answers. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was my uh, young childhood uh, up until I reached the age of reason and I was able to access cable channels and then it was, you know, Syphil and Ollie or whatever, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because for me, it was extra rough, too, because I was the oldest of five kids, so Ooh. basically in the house, we could only ever have whatever the youngest kid currently existing was allowed to watch. Yeah. So it was basically like nothing but baby shows until I was, like, in high school. That's rough, dude. Yeah, that's painful. Jeez, the first time you saw the uh, episode of The Simpsons, like... It probably broke Yeah, no, literally, like, I wasn't allowed to watch The Simpsons, but they did let me watch, like, the Halloween ones, and those ones gave me nightmares because they were so scary. I was legitimately right. terrified of the like, Treehouse of War. Shit, Like, I when you see too. Groundskeeper really, like, on fire. Yeah. Zombies. Do not and, touch turn really. inside out at Good the idea. end. I was like, ugh. But anyways, so for all that buildup, so like, you know, when we had the internet, I was like always like my parents were very like, we had the PC in like a family room everyone could look at. And I was on, I was looking up stuff for Super Mario RPG because that was the first video game I got like super obsessed with. Hell yeah. And I was looking up and I was like on a website and then a pop-up came up and there weren't even pictures. It was just the words. It was like sex, triple X in red lettering. And I was like, ah, I I didn't want to get in trouble. So I was like, mom, I didn't do this. This. I didn't do this. I don't know what's going on. What's happening? Oh, <laughs> just like freaking out. And then yeah. they understood, thankfully. But Jeez. I was just like so afraid of getting in trouble over it. In my high school, I had a media class. And one of the great pranks was like, I had, because my media class was first hour. And we had like interesting guests. Like our teacher was like went to college with someone that was like the first producer of the jerry springer show so she like came and talked to us it was like really just like at the time i was like okay whatever but now i think about like oh i would have had a million questions for her if i were to talk with her now and all this stuff and um but one of the things was that sometimes you would leave i'd be like one last people leaving the class for whatever reasons i'd be talking with the teacher and he would kind of be like anxious and I realized that the reason that he would be sometimes anxious is that someone like had some smart ass went to like whitehouse.com or something. <laughs> yes. And, like, or one time he had to get out of the room for something and one of the kids went to like all the computer terminals which lined the walls and put like went to some website that gave like a million fucking pop-ups because this is before the time of pop-up blockers. So oh, you just yeah. walk into the classroom. The ones where they like, like, take away your cursor control or whatever and then play yeah. like an audio clip like the, hey everybody, I'm looking at gay, gay porn. porn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I never I never saw that one, but that sounds great. That oh, sounds a classic. Yeah. A classic. <laughs> yeah, you know, also, what we bring up, I worked as a substitute teacher for a few years in the 2010s, and it's very fun getting to see what kids do with computers now, because one of the things they would do is they would, um, they had, like, the Windows XP computers then, so they would do the shortcut keys, so they would, like, flip the desktop upside down, so yes. the computer would down, and then you'd be like, oh, could, teacher, the computer's broken, can I not do this, or whatever? Oh. That was their way of getting out of doing computer work, was to act okay. like it was broken. Yeah. 
That's amazing. And then, but it's also very fun, too, to be like, they'd be playing cool math games. They'd be like, hey, kid, want to see something cool? And I hit F11 and make you go full screen. And they're like, <gasps> what? And I'm like, no, hold on. I hit control, zoom in. They're like, ah! it's like you're a wizard yep it's very cute like kids are that's why i couldn't actually hack it as a teacher i like kids too much because like you teachers have to be mean as shit to them and i can't do that like i can't be mean like that so you're talking about kids being smart with computers in high school i graduated in 2004 just to age myself here um class of 2006 myself oh nice 1999 so i got both y'all beat sorry jesus old man my time time is now um that's why i started middle school yeah uh so i my high schools had like two different types of nerds like the nerds that like walked around with like hiking backpacks but probably never went outside and then like the nerds that were like posting on something awful and uh like reading ad busters because that was like the most leftward thing at the time on the internet and uh like doing things like uh they a lot of them were like arty kids but also were comp sci major the kind well on the yeah, comp sci majors yeah. and all that so they had like a lot of free time like in the theater and there was an ethernet port in the green room which no one really went in because it was a really weird part of the building and someone uh bought a router a wi-fi router and like a little hard drive and um basically hid a BitTorrent server in the drop ceiling of the green room and oh my gosh and someone who had the the confidence of someone in the theater department like (laughs) rearrange the green room so the 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 masks the cat five cable going up into the ceiling and the person that found it was the chair of the, the head of the art department who was uh like the music theory teacher was a very cool guy and he was all about good trouble okay all so right. um like he was one of the few teachers that like when columbine happened and all these draconian rules came down oh, in yeah. my school like him and like a couple of their teachers were the first ones to be like, actually this is really fucked up and like we're actually uh, i think risking their jobs in a very yeah. serious way yeah. and being like because there was a point where they were wanting to make it like like wearing all black was going to be like a, a punishable offense and stuff at my high school. My school district instituted school uniforms like after me after because Columbine. So oh, wow. it's very funny because it was a middle school. So I started middle school and everyone's wearing school uniforms. And by the end, I'm like the only kid in my class still wearing them because everyone else's parents just started opting out of it so they could wear regular clothes. And I was like, oh, what the fuck? Well, like I was telling Brian in a, early, early on in the show, is that I I did twelve years of Catholic school, so all of my oh boy middle school and high school was uniform. Well, it, relatively, I mean, high school it was still like collared shirt. Yeah, and, but well, still, I do, I do I do have a somewhat interesting, uh, unique high school take because I was in the Florida's gifted magnet school program, and okay. I got to go to Stan I got to go to Stanton College Preparatory High School, which was like ranked like the number one high school in America it, at the time I was attending it. Like it, it was like one of like the international baccalaureate high schools or oh, something. Damn. It was oh. a big deal. So yeah. it was like the school for the nerds, and it was yeah. great because like they had like a server set up on this on the school server. Somebody had like a folder system set up so you could like they had emulators you could play like super smash brothers Ooh. on any computer in the school hey, it was hey. great they had like oh, an wow. n64 emulator or like they'd have like gta london on there like the top hey. down one yeah and we'd uh-huh. be just like driving around playing gta london during free period on the computers it was awesome that's I think, amazing i think the best we got away with at the, at the, the catholic school i was at was 
an early it wasn't even Tiger Woods it was a PGA golf game <laughs> like that that's what you could get away with was PGA golf of course I tried to install yeah. doom on everything but that was just me but like that was my edge lord sense of like here's here's what I want to do I want to play doom I'm uh, <laughs> oh, sorry doom 2 excuse mm. me yeah be, be more specific no, that is that is one of the very fun things about going to a school like that too. Is because yeah. like obviously you can tell by my backdrop. Like I'm somebody who is like I'm I'm very poor. I have not been very successful in my life so far. And like one of the funny things is like I when I was working at a Target once, uh, a guy recognized me from high school when I went to Stanton, and I was talking with him, and he's like, "Yo, what are you doing working here? Like you went to the school that's supposed to be like super." And we were talking, and he was he turns out he was an engineer who worked for like a petroleum company, oh. and when he left, I was like, "You know what? I'm so glad I'm not him. I'm so glad I didn't become like an engineer for a petroleum <laughs> company. I would hate myself if I was in that. You know what? I'm glad I fucked up and didn't become successful. <laughs> so that was like kind of my way of making peace with it is realizing like, you know what? At the very least, whatever kept me from becoming like that type of successful meant that I became what I am now, and I'm like aware of how fucked up things are, and I'm like a fun person now. I wouldn't hate, my, I wouldn't yeah. be drinking myself to death to hate my over the self hate of killing the planet, working as like an engineer or something. I uh, the the support your feelings. I had a friend out of college went and worked for an oil company as like a technician, like he was a smart smart ass guy still is yeah. but uh he did that for like two or three years and he's like just like a nerdy guy like any of us and did not fit in with like all of the brawny dudes that like with lead poisoning <laughs> that like worked in the oil fields in like rural montana and like rural colorado and he's just like the money was great but everything about it was so soul crushing yeah, I like just, I hear about like the Canadian oil sands and stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah, I think in like also like the the culture of that also is just like you're making all this money, but you live in like a, a fucking company towns. They yeah. suck, and so all you have to do is spend your money on is is like your truck. Yeah. So it's just like it's just like dudes buying the most expensive trucks <laughs> you can because they got nothing else to do. Yeah. Yeah, the super duty with the tricked out shit and like you know. yeah, the fucking running boards, that, <laughs> all the LEDs. Yeah, yeah. All right, so uh, Jay, we talked about our gross picture, and now is the time that we take it down a bit. We talk about stuff that is not distressing. We talk about stuff that is maybe a little more enjoyable. This is the segment we like to call the breath mint. That was Brian's idea. I, I commend him on that. We talk about stuff that, you know, is fun or even annoying, but something that we've consumed in the media landscape that maybe we want to talk about. So I'm going to kick off this particular edition of The Breath Mint with something that Brian had talked about early, early on in the show that I just finally caught up with. Me and my kids, we watched Bee and Puppy Cat. Oh. Bee and Puppy Cat. Oh, my goodness. It's so good. It's what so twee. a show. Uh, Kids so, are so lucky. Like, they have they so much good shit Oh, my now. God. Yeah, Gravity Falls and all that. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. The, yeah. I'm a boring. major Gravity Falls fan, but, like, I a love amen. that show so much. Yeah. Um, they're watching Ms. Marvel right now. So, like, there's there's a lot of options for... And they're, they're you know, they're going on 13 right now. But, boy, you know, they still love some of the odd animation stuff. And, boy, Bee and Puppy Cat. Gorgeous show. Love it voice cast is great mm -hmm. including i did not realize this until I, I watched the show and heard the voices boy there's a lot of youtubers mm -hmm. in that show the uh leah b who is uh, video game donkey's wife mm 
She's uh, one of the many iterations of the character Tempbot. And uh, Natalie Wynn, aka ContraPoints, mm-hmm. is one of the characters that shows up later. Oh, I forgot in the, about that. Yeah, later in later in the the, the episodes mm-hmm. there. And is she? Oh, is good she for the, her. I, cre- I the, credit her with. She helped me with I, a lot of mental problems I was having, oh, like her videos. Great. So N- Natalie, this is a pro Natalie podcast. We love Natalie. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, whenever I see people shit talking her, I'm just like, oh, you're one of those. people. You don't. Yeah, you don't know anything. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we're also you know like pro Keffels and you know all that. Yeah. But yeah, but like fuck. who does who's Natalie voice? Natalie voices one of the. There's these little white puffy guys, and they're the the black hands that are reaching through the worlds to mm-hmm. grab things. When she and and she plays one of the those characters. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I haven't gotten that far. We've been slowly yeah. burning through it. Oh, I was gonna say yeah, because we we blew through it in about like two weeks. So we 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 actually lapped you, which is really funny. Yeah. Yeah. Usually I'm I'm Mr. Mia consumer. Right. Gorgeous animation. Really surreal story. It's it's just. It's such a fun ride. Yeah, it's so enjoyable. It's it's weird and offbeat, but it's got a heart. And it sounds like all the things I don't like about contemporary yeah, animation, yeah, but yeah. It, it has a real, really special charm to it. Yeah, it looks like it would be like something on your Facebook feed where it's like a cartoon animal telling you it's okay to have depression and there's no punchline. <laughs> it's it's what detractors would say that like Steven Universe is like. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's it's that kind of like, okay, it's twee, it's kind of... But it is actually just genuinely whimsical and fun really and cute is. and not yeah. as... Yeah. Has anyone else played uh, High on Life yet? I have not. I You know, you and I talk shit about about Justin Roiland. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Oh, jeez, Rick. Yeah. We've been told by uh, our super fan, Ken, who listens to every episode, that your Rick and Morty voice is spot on. So uh, It's okay. I just kind of realized why I do a voice. Yeah. I, I, it's, it's still the same. I still sound like a guy from the Midwest that got hit by a horse. Yeah. Uh, it's just it's just like sometimes there's the pitch is different. That's, uh, no, that's a very good Morty. He's, uh, he, he does a I used I used to work for a guy named Rick. And one time, one time he came up to us. He was trying to explain something, and oh, geez, he, he Rick. yeah, he started. And he's slightly younger than me. It was working for a family business, and it was me and a bunch of college kids. And he's explaining something like, "Hey, this is the things I, I would like for you guys to do at the beginning of the week. Like, if you get this stuff done by Friday, it'd be great. I know it's busy and all that, but this is like in your free time. If you can start chiseling away at these things, that'd be great." And uh, he starts to walk away. I go, oh, geez, Rick. Okay, I, I, I guess I guess we can work on some of that. And he like <laughs> looks over at me, like, "What the fuck just happened?" Because all the college kids are losing their losing shit. It. <laughs> and it was like, I think it took him a couple years because I like had run into him and I did the same thing. Oh, geez, okay, Rick. And he's like, "Oh, okay, I get it now." Yeah, the, the cartoon because he's not oh, like boy. he's like a sports guy. And he's like, "Okay, right. the, the the culture had permeated to him." Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, the thing I see on the bongs at the head shop. So. Last night, me and D, uh, I was like, we went and got Ted Drews and all that because we were hankering for it. Ted Drews in the winter. Gotta Oof. love our, our delicious ice cream. Went back to my place. I had already downloaded it. And I was like, all right, let's play this for a couple hours and see what happens. And is there co-op? Can she play? No, with you? But, no. It was, okay. but like you can in games like that, like there's decisions. So it's like, what do you, what do you okay. think? What do you, what do you think we should do here? What okay. do you think we should say? And. I don't know if it's funny or not. Like, there's yeah. definitely like the the opening, 
the opening bit's like a fake video game, and and it's just a really doing seen like seen clips on TikTok. I didn't know that was the yeah, same it's game. Like, uh, but like the, the all I've heard is like, people trashing it. Like really, I, and I don't know if because my thing is like I fully admit I'm sure a lot of it is probably just oversaturation of like we've reached like possibly. the Justin Roiland saturation point where it's the like world, there's like the multiple shows that are just use. him doing say, the doing the voices and everything. I was like, say between Rick and Morty and Solar Opposites, which is the better show? By the way. I think Solar definitely Office the funny, yeah, especially no, now. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. I mean, like the voice cast is great, but um, like, the like op- I stopped the watching Rick bit. and Morty after the Elon Musk episode. That's when I was just like, oh, wow. "All right, the Elon I'm out. Tusk, yeah, um, Elon Tusk." That's that's a fu- that's a Futurama joke. That's yeah. how bad that was. Yeah, well, uh, that's a revival but, Futurama but, uh, joke. But b- before we shit talk on this, the opening bit <laughs> is the, the opening bit is kind of like making fun of tutorials a little yeah, bit, and like yeah. FPSs, and but like. But the premise is that you're like on a starship, and and you're just like, hey, this is this is such and such. I'm your I'm your assistant, and your divorce and lawyer. You're, I'm your divorce lawyer. <laughs> you're my favorite client. Uh, your your ex wife is back with a vengeance, and like your enemies are like her space boyfriends. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? This is this is actually humor written for me. Yeah, that's very fun. But the game itself, the pacing, like there's definitely some shit that's funny, and you're like, oh, it's got the smiling friends guys, yeah, and yeah, it's got other awesome. people. He Love plays smiling the knife, friends so right? much. Yeah, he, he, the knife. Yeah, I just want to stab people. You know, the, some sort of weird bogan. I think is what they call those type of folks. And yeah, yeah, he plays the knife who wants to stab people in like or... a weird graphic sexual way. And uh, <laughs> we got like through like the first boss, and I'm like, I just don't. Because the gameplay is not good enough to support yeah. the humor, and the humor is—it's not punchy enough to, to support, support the gameplay. gameplay. It's yeah. like, yeah, it's, it's like because you don't have the timing of like when it's a TV show or a podcast or something. Yeah. When you're, it's a game, that's that's one of the reasons why the, why like I could never get into Borderlands for the same thing. It's just like you have all these people just doing canned lines at the same time with no pacing or well, timing and, or anything, and yammering in your ear too. That was the part about like Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, which. You know, I played the first two Borderlands, and they're okay, but, like, I, I tried to get into the Tiny Tina uh, expansion, I guess, is what they would call that. But, like, ugh, boy. You know, like, it just, it graded on me so much I couldn't get it. It is, is amazing that the Tiny Tina voice actress is so amazing in so many other things. No, she's a great voice actress. It's oh, totally, just, yeah. No. That but, like, that character, character yeah. that character is a hate that is- crime. That does remind me. That's another one of my, my fantasy game ideas. Is like it's a game I had where it's um, the premise is it would be you'd be playing the game and then there's a thing where it's like you could pay, do a thing to ping someone for assistance in the game and then in the game there's like an FMV video of a person talking to you like a streamer video and it's the, the idea is that person's walking you through the game so it's like you're playing a game and there's like a little FMV thing in the corner of this guy and he's like okay now go okay, up so right here is, and then there'd yeah. be like jokes and you That's could do amazing. like weird meta stuff like that would be such a fun thing for like a comedy first person shooter yeah. and the and it would be like it would be called like I'm here to help or something and it's just like the FMV thing and very fun like I said I'm, I always have these fun ideas that drop up so I just wanted oh, to show that that's great um, thinking about Tiny Tina and like just being terrible remember the guy that like sabotaged his career because or he kind of self-sabotaged because he asked one of the creators of Borderlands hey don't you think uh, Tiny Tina is kind of like racially insensitive and oh, then wow. and then he like quit his job working for the World of Warcraft card game <laughs> 
and then like had to move like from the bay area to like his parents house with like his wife and their corgis it was a weird deal yeah that was a thing that happened yeah do you, do you remember this he got shunned from the think geek crowd oh think geek oh my god oh yeah yeah they that, bought gamestop <laughs> that's so weird thing but yeah um other breath meant thing kind of wrap it around uh and topical to some of the things we've been referencing today. I watched uh, t- Blade Runner 2049 hey. for the first time in a while because D hadn't seen it and oh. I was like, oh, you gotta fucking watch this shit. Like, yeah. Batista is gives an amazing performance and he's only in it for five minutes. And oh, yeah. The, tiny the glasses, pathos. man. Tiny glasses, yeah. Big man, tiny, tiny glasses. Gets me every time. <laughs> every time. You would never believe in a long face nope. because you've never seen a miracle. <laughs> <laughs> God, I wish I had a good enough computer to do that. You're making these wonderful images in my head. Yeah, it, no. it, it, the, they fu- they fucking excavate the tree and they yeah. open it up and it's the the fucking My Little Pony cum jar. <laughs> Jesus, this, is, cr- this uh, is a real frisbee. Yeah. I could get you. <laughs> this is me a real frisbee. At the end, they go to the clean room and that gr- yeah. and that person's making the barnacle gym dildo. Yes, in the 3D printer. Yes, like, you, you found me. <laughs> But uh, I I love 2049 so much. I think I almost like it more than the original in some respects. Oh, I totally like it more than the original. Really? Okay. Yeah, like the original is very influential, but as a movie, I'm just like, it's one of the only movies I've ever fallen asleep to. Like, it is just so, I I get that it's meditative and beautiful, but it is very slow. I watched the uh, final cut recently, and I found that to be really enthralling compared to the original theatrical um, I, think I think Ridley Scott had a had, had a had a real gem on his hands, and he kind of knew it. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of that studio interference is why. I mean, it's the same reason why Brazil is either <sighs> yeah. oh, his favorite Brazil movie so or least favorite what a great movie. movie. But twenty forty nine, uh, oh. I hadn't watched that all the way through in a while. I was like, God, I forgot how long this movie is. But it's a how very long, movie. very long movie. But all of it's so good, and even Jared Leto. Yeah. yeah. I mean, well, he got the think... assault of a woman, so <laughs> I think it was right up his. You would think, yeah. Mm. Um, but yeah, every, every this is an amazing movie, front to back. Um, but yeah, those are the two like main things because my life's been hectic. Uh, but Jay, what 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 media have you been consuming lately? Sure, um, I actually have a, a breathman I can recommend. I last Perfect. night I saw the Adult Swim Yule Log. Oh. And... Now this it was is from the guy who did too many too many cooks. cooks. Yeah. Yes. So have you have either of you had a chance to see it? Not yet. I, heard I know about it's hitting this. HBO Max sometime soon. So I'm really yeah. I'm not going to spoil it for you because yeah. it's, a lot of it is just the fun of piecing it together. But I want to say like I was very skeptical going into it, and they nailed it. It's like wow. between this and ev- it, it feels like kind of a piece of everything, everywhere, all at once. Oddly enough. Okay. Because, like, the Yule Log thing is, like... Because Too Many Cooks was 15 minutes. It was, like, the infomercial format. The Yule Log is, like, two hours. It's a feature length. Oh, wow. They make a movie, and it works. And it's actually, like, a really compelling story. Okay. And I'm not going to... I can't tell you what sure, it is, obviously. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to spoil it for you. But it's really good. And I really enjoyed it. And it's just, like, very... 
very experimental in ways that are like legitimately surprising like adult swim i love that adult swim i'm always afraid like i'm gonna get old and adult swim is gonna be like not funny or interesting but no they just keep doing new and interesting things like they're like one of the most evergreen like content creators out there they're such a good like name oh yeah i mean you you can think of maybe two or three and that's one of them yeah for me is like if i see adult swim on something i'm at least gonna go okay well what's this about yeah, because cause I'm someone who's, like, really into movies and thinking about yeah. it. Like, I kind of made up, like, a little term for it. I call it, like, surrealist maximalism, where it's just, like, movies that are very whack, very weird, and movies just have tons of shit going on in them. Like, everything, everywhere, all at once. Or, um, you know, just, or, like, Speed Racer or something like that. Like, that type oh, of movie. Oh, the Wachowski Speed Racer? Oh, you talking wow, about that yeah. one? I, yeah, the Wachowski one. Oh. I love that movie. I mean, yeah, there's so much happening in that movie. Anything that Wachowski's touch is is, is golden, but yeah, that one, oh boy, there's a or lot like, going yeah, on. Or yeah, like, it's just it's sort Atlas. of very creative, dense filmmaking. I love it. Yeah. It's so good. And it's low budget. It looks like it, but we're at the point now where people can basically make anything anywhere, like with a green screen. Like it looks believable. Like to the point where it won't ruin your immersion. Like yeah, obviously it's somewhat in an alien costume or whatever, but yeah, it's it's it looks the part. Huh. It's all about if you have like the passion and the time and the resources. Uh, Jay, do you have uh, another something for the breath mint there? I guess recently, um, the video game Vampire Survivors got a new piece of DLC oh. today. I really oh, like that yeah. game. Oh, yeah. I've, I've ruined <laughs> many evenings just sitting around, and I got to get the garlic. I got yeah. to power up the garlic. <laughs> yeah, this new one is adding, shit. like, eight new characters and weapons and stuff. And one of the things I really love about Vampire Survivors is how, like, the guy making it has a really good sense of humor. Like, the trailers will have all this shit that isn't in the games at all. Like, they'll have, like, voice acting, and they'll, like, be talking as if there's, like, a plot. And this, this new one has, like, animation in it, like, 2D animation of all the new characters. It's so funny. And then the actual game is just Vampire Survivors with none of this stuff. It's so funny. Like, the guy running it has a really good sense of humor about it, and I'm, and I'm very happy for that. Yeah, I, like, uh, ended up just trying to figure out some certain things in progression like end up like reading one of the like fan wikis and there was like all this backstory to like certain things and i'm like is this where the fuck is this coming from because none of this is is in the text of the game like there must yeah. have been like something that the that like i'm some interaction with this i'm missing and i think you just explained that the guy who's who's behind it is an amazing bullshitter <laughs> yeah no it's very funny yeah because and also like and also he's very open to collaboration because like jim stephanie sterling wrote the best wrote yeah, the best yeah, yeah. entries for the monsters in it and stuff like that and yeah no it's just it's very funny how it's just like adding all this lore and fluff to a game that doesn't have like is very straightforward and minimal it's so funny yeah oh, yeah it's it's there's not a lot going on with it. it's i've had friends that like that's all they do is play yeah. vampire survivors like, it's yeah, the best like, three bucks i ever spent so i'm happy to get to throw another two sure. bucks at them if, yeah. if you already own it it's like one it's like a buck 50 on sale oh wow it's great oh I, yeah i'm playing on game pass i'm a big evangelical person when it comes and to i'm lucky pass. i was an early adapter i first bought it i think like in december of 2021 so i got to be nice. the whole ride it was great 
Yeah. Oh, geez, man. This is like your, uh, yeah, I remember playing uh, Minecraft on JavaScript yeah, yeah, yeah. moment. <laughs> I remember that. No, that is a very fun thing is like, because on my server, like sometimes like younger people show up is like people would be like, oh, I started playing Minecraft in 2013. I'm like, I started playing Minecraft oh, in really? 2008. Yeah, I, was, I, was <laughs> yeah, I remember, I remember the, like the original Minecraft thread in in the games forum and that oh, was gosh. like tcg I think, uh, no um i can't uh, remember what it was it, i can't remember what I, I don't think it was the main forum i think it was one of the sub forums but i was like oh yeah this is just like this is just this is cool i guess and <laughs> and i yeah it's really weird telling like you zoomers they're all in like minecraft and fortnite they're like yeah i actually like remember when like minecraft was this, a weird thing that this guy was doing and now it's a, a thing that this guy did that now lets him be the most miserable rich person in the world <laughs> well, yes. second most miserable rich person the first of course being elon musk but yeah, yeah i was gonna say like yeah elon, he not used to be the world's most owned man but now elon has stolen that crown Surpassed with gusto him. just beyond yeah um let's see here another another uh breath mint for me would be God forgive me. Neo two, N I O H, uh, yeah. The video game. The video game. Neo two, and I was telling you earlier, I think, where I have a Dark Souls problem. Yeah. <laughs> like I've finished Elden Ring three times this year. Wow. Uh, I got all the endings. I platinumed it. It was my big achievement this year. Was that nice? I, my first platinum that I ever got on PlayStation was completing Elden Ring uh, and all the talismans and all of whatever. And so that led me to go back and play Dark Souls Remastered. I actually got all three Dark Souls games in a nice big package and it has all the DLC and yada, yada, yada. But so I played through Dark Souls Remastered. I said, okay, I need a break. I'm going to start playing something else. So I picked up a, a JRPG which was a sequel to a Nintendo DS game. It was called Neo, The World Ends With You. Yeah. And so I'm about halfway through that. But then I realized, courtesy of uh, PlayStation's PS Plus, that I had Neo 2, which is a Koei Tecmo version of a Dark Souls-type game. So I installed it, and I have now sunk... An insane amount of time. <laughs> I played it. I, I, Neo I played it for like an hour. And yeah. I was like, this is fun. I can see why people like it, but I, I, I wasn't in the mood for that kind of game. It's just a lot of stuff to, to keep track of. And there's, yeah. Yeah, there's a whole loot thing, which they borrowed from Borderlands. And it's just, I feel trapped now. So <laughs> I'm in that, your own prison. Yes. I said hoist by my own petard as it were, you know, like I've, I've, Okay, I've dug my own grave here, you know. And so I don't necessarily recommend it unless you're a hardcore Dark Souls guy who's like beating it with the DK Conga drums. Like, okay, maybe you'll find some enjoyment in this, but like I haven't been able to progress unless I have <laughs> summons. Like there's just eh, it's just a lot of stuff going on in the game. But but yeah. Neo two, I definitely would recommend it to someone who's really hardcore. Like somebody who really, really loves Dark Souls in a way that maybe is not healthy. <laughs> it might help you a, a break that addiction, maybe. Yeah, I, don't know. Uh, I uh, mean, uh, you know, I'm, I'm hyped because like I love Dark Souls, but I haven't had yeah. a gaming PC since 2018. So whenever I get right. back on my feet and can like start playing games again, I'm gonna have so many of them to catch up on. Mm -hmm, it's gonna roll. Mm -hmm. 
Oh, no shit. I was yeah. going to say, yeah, like, you, you, you got a lot to catch up on. Oh, Elden Ring's so good. Elden Ring. That final boss sucks, and then I yeah. still haven't technically beat the game, but... Yeah. Now I'm afraid. Is that was like I'm afraid like it would be like the time I tried to go back and play Bloodborne after not playing it for a couple of years. Like oh god, I just lost my rhythm. What am I doing? Yeah. yeah, it took me a while. I because when I when I beat Elden Ring, I was like okay, well I'm gonna go ahead and buy the Bloodborne DLC. I'm gonna get all the you know all the chivos. Mm-hmm. I still have not done that for Bloodborne. Yeah, <laughs> because it's it's fucking impossible. But yeah, it's. Uh, I don't, know. I, I don't know if I can recommend Neo 2 for anyone who's not an insane person like doesn't myself. Have, doesn't yeah. have the, the Dark Souls. It, it, it's like Narcan. It's like not a recommendation, yeah. but it's like yeah, if, if you need this, this it's there yeah. for you. Or uh, <laughs> Yeah, actually, Narcan is not really the worst uh, comparison because it is like... Or maybe Suboxone. I'm trying to wean myself me- Yeah, your Methadone. It's your Dark Souls <laughs> Methadone. Yeah. <laughs> But it's worse. That's the problem. Is like Neo is as much shit as you have to keep in your head for Dark Souls. With Neo, you have to keep double because you have to like have to press a button to get yeah. all your stamina back and all that. It's it's too yeah. much. It's too much. I've been very lucky because like recently, uh, Shadows of Loathing came out. Have either of you heard oh, of yeah. it? Oh yeah, I've heard yeah, no. of West of Loathing. Now, yeah, that, because West really... of Loathing, I love West of Loathing. That game is so funny, and also like it's a very fun. Like I love small numbers RPGs, like <laughs> Super Mario RPG and Paper Mario mm. and such. And it's a small numbers RPG, but it has a lot of like branching choices and like a lot of player agency and a lot of humor in it. And Shadows of Loathing is that, but instead of being the Wild West, it's the 1920s and like a city, and it's like Lovecraft stuff. So okay. it's like it's very fun. It's like about you hunting down a bunch of like haunted artifacts, and like right. it's it just has a lot of really good jokes in it and it runs on my my laptop that i do everything on so oh nice That's yeah big, it's yeah. very simple like the art style is stick figures but it's, right. the game is carried by its writing and the stick figures are very charming and cute and they do they do a lot of very good comedy with them i'm guessing that's really like kingdom of loathing yeah it's the same okay, people yeah like Kingdom of Loathing was their first project, and then West of Loathing was them making a single player a RPG. Yeah. And then, I mean, West of Loathing, yeah. And then Shadows of Loathing was them just out of nowhere being like, oh, by the way, we made an entirely new one. Here you go. We didn't hype it up or anything. <laughs> just being really cool about it. It's like Goat Simulator. They, they just put out Goat Simulator 3. They made, did they make a second one? They made a, uh, they made a third one. Goat Simulator Three. Oh, oh yeah! I didn't like, even know there was a like, two. Yeah, is, yeah, is this like the the is this like the version of uh, the high school prank where you release? <laughs> yeah, t- three pigs and one of them has uh, <laughs> two pigs and one has one and the other one has three. They released Goat then... Simulator One, Two, and Four. <laughs> yes, perfect. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, oh, the classics never die. They do not, indeed. All right. Well, Jay, thank you uh, so much for for hanging out with us. For an extended 48 minutes of dogs barking. We really appreciate you. Yes, thank you. Oh, thanks for having me on. I had a great time. Hey, thank yeah, you. Thank you. Thank you for coming on. We're about to sick. do the part of the show where we tell people how to get a hold of us if you ever want to do that for whatever ungodly reason. Uh, uh, Jay, go ahead with your pluggables. Yes. 
I'm sure, yeah. You can find me on Twitter and just about everywhere else as Jay Brandstetter. Um, so, you know, Crazy Ass Moments in Something Awful History is the Twitter account. I also run Crazy Ass Moments in Furry History. My podcast, I'm from the internet, that I co-host with um, Winslow Dumain. We up- release a new episode every Wednesday. We just finished up our two-parter on Huertea hiking across America, which is a very funny oh, story wow. if you've never yeah. heard it. And um, since this is recording ahead of time, I'll let you know the next one we're doing is going to be about um, the, re- the the a guy finding the work print of Manos, the Hands of Fate, and restoring oh, it, like oh, shepherding wow. its restoration the entire way. There's a very fun villain character in that who's like <laughs> named Rupert. He's basically like the Billy Mitchell of film restoration. It's yes. wonderful. Holy I love shit. It. Okay. Oh, wow. All right. Yeah. Yeah. And then I mentioned that. the Grand Muzzle Archives earlier, and I have yep. my YouTube channel where I just put whatever bullshit I do, and I have a Patreon. <laughs> People have been giving me money, which is wonderful and great awesome. because I definitely need it. <laughs> What's yeah. your Patreon? Uh, but just I'm on there as Jay Branster. If you go there, it's like a picture of my face, and uh, okay, you know, it's um, I, my thing I do is like I don't like restricting content for people, so all the stuff I put on Patreon, anyone can watch it. There's no paywall. You, you just have to go to Patreon to do it. But if you want to see my bonus stuff, it's there for the taking. So Great. check it out, awesome. and if you like it, consider giving me a little money because I'm poor. I'm Brian. Uh, you can, if you're a junior G man looking to make your way and. Uh, if you need, if you just need something to happen to Elon Musk, you can <clears throat> get to me at ishagidbord, G U I D B O R D, on Twitter and Facebook. Or yeah, I guess because yeah, if you want to subscribe to my Facebook page, I yep. haven't updated in years. Yep. You can be that fucking guy. Like, <laughs> why is that person following a thing that I haven't touched in years? Anyways, ishagidbord, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Um, if you want to check out my photography. Uh, I have assholemusicphotographer.com. Some point when I actually have fucking free time again, I will upload stuff to uh, the sister website, amusicphotographer.com. Yes. I don't know how I lucked into getting both of those URLs, yeah. but uh, I, it just the world's mysterious like that. Um, Jason? Hey, yeah, you can find me on Twitter and various other places at videocrime, V I D E O C R I M E. Uh, let's see here. That's Twitter, co-host Hive, Mastodon. It's at Video Crime at Retro Pizza. You can find the show itself on Twitter. Is at Forty Eight Minutes of Dogs. That's Four Eight Minutes of Dogs. You can support the show patreoncom slash Minutes of Dogs. And let's see here. You can give us a call as always. Three one four. Ahoy. Poo. That's right. 314-246-9766. 314-246-9766. And if you have questions, complaints, if you have, let's say, a recipe for, I don't know, car- crockpot carnitas, that's a four, eight minutes of dogs barking at gmail.com. Listen, if you got a killer-ass recipe for... Uh, buffalo chicken dip. Yep. Fucking holler ass. Holler. We're doing it. We're tasty yeah. boys. <laughs> we are indeed tasty boys. Well, Jay, once again, thank you for, for hanging out with us for an extended period of time. We really appreciate it. We're going to leave you and the audience with a lovely little bit of music by a band called Mom Jeans. Oh. I've enjoyed this record for a while. Uh, Mom Jeans, just every once in a while, I'll, I'll throw that on. It's just... Classic Midwest emo, Mom Jeans. 
The song we're going to leave you with is a song called Edward Forty Hands. Oh, awesome. <laughs> Classic tune. That's a great and, title. It is. And uh, uh, this is where we say namaste and good luck. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Jay? Laters. See ya. Sorry, it's just people are complaining. Too bad! They want to know if you guys can maybe try tuning up again or...